Welcome to the With the Will podcast. We're here to entertain and inform a bit while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark. I run With the Will and produce Digimon on Blu-ray. I'm A.R. Paul for Digimon System Restore. I'm Dev Q and I occasionally work on Wikimon. Wow, that's the most serious intro we've had in the better part of a year. Like I said, I actually get to say System Restore because I, know, I thought I did actual have... posts this year. I know. We're so happy for you. And as promised, it's time for movie special and should introduce our guests and then probably explain who we are in slightly more detail for people who may not be familiar who are turning in for movie spoilers. First up, was here last time when we talked about Kizuna. I hear theoretically this person has a podcast, although I'm not sure I've seen evidence of it lately. Uh, Jeff? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm here not to inform or entertain. I'm just here to, to be. And my, my podcasting, like, literally, the dust came off of it when I pulled it into position. <laughs> and then we also have, also from when we did Kizuna, it's Onkekun. Hello. This is fan translator turned official Digimon translator. (laughs) And for those of us who don't know the rest, Dev, why don't you explain who you are to people who might not know? Although you kind of went over much of what you do already. I have been in this fandom for way too long. And yeah, I I mostly work on Wikimon and various um, scanlating projects and whatever just piques my interest at the moment when I'm alive enough to do it. And then... I like the implication in that, though, just saying Digimon System Restore, everybody instantly knows exactly what that is with no context yeah, needed. Yeah, that, that, that's, why, that's why you have to actually introduce yourself this time. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, uh, run, I've ra- I ran Digimon System Restore, which is a uh, blog site reviewing pretty much every episode from original adventure through new adventure ghost games all on tumblr but yeah article for every episode of the franchise up to that point and i have run with the will for far too long at this point and also produce and i'm in charge of the various digimon blu-rays from discotech of which i kidnapped own kid to do the translations of and also to look at random other stuff like when we did the liner notes going through it page by page. And those are fun times. And we have movie to talk about. Digimon Adventure Zero to the beginning. We do have movie. I thought we were going to talk about Seekers, but go ahead. We we should... No. We should probably probably point out what we're doing so no one comes in unawares. Uh, If you haven't seen the movie and you want to try to dodge spoilers until it's out on home video, you should probably leave. Because and, because we're not we're like, like I appreciate everyone who's doing the this is a short spoiler free review except me and AR kind of did that last week sort of not really but yeah, also like kinda. but also like well, we're not gonna try to have a conversation where we're like well we can't say anything about this but we my wink. my blog has a spoiler free review if you want to enjoy it. And for everyone who is trying to avoid spoilers that isn't seeing one of the international screenings this month, good luck. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do what we did last time, which was, I believe, half a year me like trying to block people's vision so they didn't get spoiled. I'm not, I, I'm older and crotchetier than I was at the time. I'm I do tired. think, though, the, 
the inherently the contents of this movie will be less yeah, it the, will be it'll be harder to it'll be easier to avoid spoilers i think yes. because there's, there's less there visual less, spoilers yeah like last time the big thing me trying to dodge was that dodge for people was the movie advertising tries to hide morphomon so you don't make the connection with everything that's happening that looks like morphomon so when i was doing news updates i would hide those images i wouldn't put them in the podcast and so forth. There isn't really much hidden that way. There's one thing which we hit, which I hid last time with uh, an image of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> which I appreciate the instant the image appeared, AR knew exactly what I was talking about. But yes, there are yes, there are no there are no hidden images this time. It's just all there. So before we go, we should say what the movie is. Just it is the third film for Digimon Adventure Zero Two. It is as much a Zero Two film as Try was an adventure thing. If you are looking for the adventure kids, a couple blink and you miss it cameos and some very quick wordplay to say they're not showing up. The they're busy. Yeah, the title is also. I I don't want to say the Zero Two is there to make it a sequel to Kizuna when it isn't, because it, it's. It is in the sense of the world. There's no story follow-up to Kizuna at all. If you're looking for that in the movie, you're not going to be happy. Yeah, it seems it's very much a movie you can watch without having seen yes. Kizuna for there, better ways. There's a lot of things that are improved if you've seen Kizuna. If you've seen Try, they're not necessary. This is a Zero Two movie. It's like exactly what it says on the tin. Yes. Weirdly, if you go into this movie without having seen Kizuna, you might actually have fewer questions yes uh it, it it's you weird. Have some. you will have a couple so it's weird this isn't like an uncommon sequel thing especially in certain types of japanese media where you get a sequel and just everything from the first one just isn't there or relevant like the same questions are being asked about tears of the kingdom and they've sort of explained it but not really where it's just like oh they beat up Calamity Ganon and all that stuff mysteriously vanished because it had to do with stopping him somehow. Wink, wink. That's like, okay, that's not really an answer, but good enough. Functionally speaking, they're not dealing with Kizuna at all in the movie. It, no. Any any question you had, no matter how small, if your question was, does Izzy still have Tentomon? The answer is, we don't know, probably don't not. Know. They're not, there's functionally nothing here. Minus thematic junk i honestly thought they were going to connect one thing to it but they didn't so the movie came out on the 27th in japan and very i will say very ambitious for toei they don't normally do that sort of thing for actual movie movies you mean like ambitious in how quickly it came yes. in english yes because yeah. we yeah, I was expecting to wait like about a year. Well, the funny yeah. thing was, I think a few months ago on the podcast when we were first discussing it, I think we kind of went, man, it'd be nice if we at least got a sub-screening by the end of the year, and maybe next year we'll get something dubbed in theaters for one night, maybe. Because and, that was the plan for Kazuna, was to have a, a sub-screening like a month after. Yes. This is very ambitious for them. Almost strangely so but i'm not that's not a complaint that's just i was not expecting to be able to see it like that 
Like, yeah, surprise, we found, we it's found here. out very late, right? Like, sorry, sorry, uh, I didn't hear what you said. I was, I was just saying that like we found out about it coming out so um, soon, pretty uh, far into re- it, right? Reasonably late, not super late for how some of these screenings are done. It just feels late because it feels like we were all preparing to like dig in our heels for the long winter. Yeah. And we've been and, waiting for like over two years for the movie, so it's like yeah. So let's start. With, let's start with that. They announced the movie at Digifest 2021 at the same time they announced Ghost Game, and when they announced the movie, they gave us some narration from Daisuke Davis, however you want to call him, regarding meeting a kid who claimed he was the first Digi Destined Chosen Children. I think the subs in this one used Chosen Ones from 2020. Yeah. Um, and basically the all the biggest looking poster I could ever think of. Yeah. Uh, and all, you know, I don't remember who it was. I remember when those images started popping up and I started looking over them in private. I think it was you or Onke who's like, these look fake as shit to me. They did. I definitely said that. Onke might have also said that yeah. because they do indeed look fake as shit. Especially the ghost game one. Luckily, I have a really good bullshit detector, so I was right on both when I posted them. Uh, Then, so at the time, they basically just said it was Untitled Digimon Adventure Zero Two movie. And then things started to get weird, because they jumped right into a show, they didn't really have marketing to do early on, and then movies out already. And that I'm still slightly weird, so maybe we should go over what we've all actually seen at this point. So, AR, what version slash versions have you seen? I have seen both the sub and the dub. Okay. Uh, okay? Yeah, I have also seen both of them. Okay, Dev? Uh, I've only seen the dub. Okay, Jeff? Both of them, yep. Yeah, uh... I watched the dub via screener before it was out in Japan and went to the theater for that. I had tickets to the sub screening person. I was going with got sick and I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to wait. And like when it's out, watch it subbed on home video, but I've skimmed enough of it subbed from screeners to check for differences and oddities and whatnot. I suppose that's a fair disclaimer. I saw, I saw both the sub and dub via screeners and also watched the dub in the theater. Yeah, I, I figure it's worth mentioning because, technically speaking, this, there there were changes. Um, nothing super relevant. The credits were correct in theaters, w- which was a hell of a thing to have happen on Twitter. But it's like, oh, Jeff Nimoy is back to writing. Jeff Nimoy is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe they credited me. It's like, no, definitely not that, because that one I know about. Like, oops, maybe they copied and pasted something. Yeah, that's what I assume happened, but... Yeah. Um, so let's get into the actual movie. Oh, wait, before we get into the actual sure. movie, I, I want to complain that because I'm probably of here of the people here that won most into the card game. Um, I just got back from the Pasadena regional event. Oh, it, those are Saturday. banned, aren't they? No, no, no. There wasn't a problem with that. They're, they're not yet legal. No one was trying to play with okay. them. They, they understand. I'm just pissed that I didn't get. I showed up there the, at every screening, not every screening, the people who got the, the packs, there were 50. So it, if you had more than 50 people at the theater, which um, unfortunately my theater did. So I, I got there like 15 minutes early and it was, it was too late. I got no cards. Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh. And then like on like oh, no. on various online like 
communities are people like, oh, I was the only one that showed up to my theater. I got 50 packs. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, the, the, one, the ones that I've gotten messages about are people like, look at this fucking prick, where it's someone who just has stacks of them and like $20 for yes. this card, 15 for this card. And the reason they're charging those prices as quickly as they can is, is most people aren't aware uh, these are coming out again in December. They're coming out again, but these have a special foiling that actually looks really cool in person. I thought, the fo- um, I thought December was supposed to be the foiling also. I I'm not. I don't think people know okay. for sure until it okay. comes out. But... I thought I thought they were supposed to be identical in every way. I may have misread that though. Um, I got the kitty. That's the only thing I care about. Yeah, I I trade. I, I we did a bunch of tradings. It was like elementary school all over again. It was great. I will say this: these are the car. These are the nicer O2 cards we've seen for the beginning. There's been a few that have been kind of weird looking, like, but these ones are generally nicer looking. I'm honestly confused because, like, I think the cards they're they're like three different versions, and it's like it's hard to keep track of how yeah. all this is happening. It's also yeah. weird that all the kids have their Kazuna outfits. But just in one of the versions of the artwork, I think some of them are the the you know. Uh, these so the these specific ones are the Kazuna artwork, minus they've modified them to match stuff from the new movie. Like they changed Kari's hair, and they changed um something i don't remember what it was um i think something on cody someone else noticed the hair thing and i started pulling up the art like a month ago i'm like huh they really did change that that is very strange because it's not like she wears that outfit in the movie so yeah so the screenings were uh the seventh was dubbed eight was subbed still very weird like that's still like the thing i can't quite get over is just how quickly everything kind of came together so yeah i'm yeah, surprised too yeah yeah i mean talking to people at, at this uh digimon event this past weekend like people who aren't you know as online and as informed about digimon media as we are like people were like this movie came out of nowhere like it just i didn't know it was even coming and then a month later it was happening it's yeah. like okay hmm. yeah i i will say the weirdest thing and this is where like Digimon fans are by and large really connected, but also aren't. The, the number of people who don't seem aware that this is how Fathom screenings work and are like upset. Like, why isn't Toei really putting it in theaters? Because that would not work. I that's like it's no. anime. It's yeah, not no. Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Well, like, we had a great we had a great crowd. It was only half full. Yeah, it was decent crowd when I went also. I think some anime movies these days are getting some more. Uh, generally, the, we're talking about the hyper big ones, though. Or right, right. Yeah. The like, yeah. the the top of the top of yeah. Shonen Jump we're, stuff, basically. Yes, and even that is not necessarily pulling the numbers. That's going to make others go, "Hmm, this is the next one to that." It's not. Um, I'm mostly just happy I got to see a zero two movie in theaters because even a few years ago, I would have not called that as something likely to happen. And that is kind of a it is a niche thing. Like this is the this is a follow up for a move for a TV series that aired twenty years ago that in itself is a follow up to a season that came before it. Yes. And I will say it was there was a certain magic in just like seeing these. I always felt like these characters were like less popular or whatever, and just like seeing them on the big screen, getting the full treatment. It's nice. Yeah, the, yeah. these characters yeah. these characters had their time when they actually were popular. That's not coming again, so I'm mostly just happy to see it. Um, 
So I guess we should start with, uh, I'm not saying that, uh, we should start just where, starting with Bolero is not a shock for a Digimon movie. Egg spinning. We've seen this many times before. And, yeah. Okay, sorry, this is this is a bit of a tangent, but I just want to complain about Bolero because uh, I've been watching a show called The Devil's Plan on Netflix, which is like a Korean um, game reality show. But they have like a like instrument, a guitar version of Bolero that they play in like little like emotional scenes, and I I kept me like I feel like Digimon's in the air, and I don't know why. <laughs> to be fair, oh yeah, it be... ruins this Digimon ruins Bolero every other place you hear it, except Futurama. Except Futurama, because it sure ruined it for me in the Doctor Who episode it was in. Uh, so, February 21st, 2012. I like putting the date there, shoving it in your face, and I don't think most people noticed. It's it's weirdly, it's a weird change of pace for a Digimon movie yes. to be very specific about the dates. It's the specific, the date it's happening in. Usually you only get the year and you have to guess at everything else. It is. It does feel very in line with zero two though. Yes. And being like, like very tied to specific dates. And kind I, of at the same, at the same time, I think this is the most, this is the most clear we have for the timing for movie four. Yeah, that's weird, but we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess first, even before this, we get the screen of text typed out, a little bit of playfulness regarding changing the number, which I appreciate. Um, I especially love that the director thought that this was like a big thing. Him and the producer are on the same page. He talks about an interview and, you know, telling the producer that he gets him because blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, that's just an accent on the number that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> um, big egg, people taking selfies. This kind of is an evolution of what we talked about three years ago, where we're kind of close enough to the modern world where you can have people do modern things. And it's like, it's kind of weird, like having full self, you know, people taking full selfies in a Digimon thing and it being a roughly modern world. Yeah, it was a it was a weird thing in in try that it was kind of a period piece because they weren't doing that. Yeah. Um, noises pulsing, energy shooting out of the egg. I have to be honest, when we start getting this, I kind of went, oh, is it supposed to be suggestive of the Aurora from Kizuna? As far as I can tell, the answer is no, but it made me think of it, which this movie really loves to make you think for better or for worse. Um, and we'll get into... I'll never see a baseball bat the same way. I'll be honest, that's not what I was expecting for that, but we'll get to that too. Um, Neither was it for me. Okay, so a few, I know a few people who relate to theaters. You guys saw the intro, right? Yeah. Yes, it was adorable. It was an adorable intro. I love him playing with the Vimon plush. I love him threatening fans who don't like adventure, where he functionally says this and Kizuna functionally are setting up whatever comes next for it. It is making that a new world. And it's interesting because he said he doesn't know if he'll be involved. He may be done. So it's an interesting setup to do all the we'll setup. We'll circle back to that. Yeah, yeah we'll so circle back to that because he's been a bit inconsistent with that, I think. And then we get the screenshots try going off uh, War Game. Uh, we... Yeah. That's oh, I, I love that part. I, I love that. It updating them, also showing the various world tour kids throughout the movie. 
90, a good chunk of them wearing the same clothes, just bigger. And we get, may everyone in the world have friends. May they each have a Digimon. And then Bolero jacks up the volume a bit. And hey, Davis and Vmon. I love how it's just exactly like it, the one strength of the movie is the characters have not changed in a very specific way that for me really matches zero to itself in the sense of it didn't feel like they were unaware of who they were like an adventure or try the O2 kids had issues that they worked through. And now it's sort of seeing that years later. And that's consistent with, Zero to itself, yeah. where most of the characters were pretty okay with who they are. Zero Two isn't a series that's particularly known for character growth across the spectrum. Like you have, so you have like major plot arcs for Ken, but everyone else kind of yeah. grows a little bit. But kind of, it's more about their interactions with each other that define Zero Two, and they they do keep that here. Yeah, yeah, like it. I mean. The, the the big comparison is that like adventure is about self actualization and realization individually, and zero two is like the group coming together and being a cohesive team. And I feel like this movie really captured, you know, like the vibe. Yeah, it it mm. un- work makes the dream work. It underst it understood zero two very well, which is strange to see because it feels like a lot of people don't because it has such a different feeling to. I don't want to say everything, even though that's true, but everything in Digimon kind of has its own vibe anyways. It's it's yeah. very much not quite calmer, but everyone knows themselves better. And that is, it's kind of a, I guess that's a an understandable criticism that because Zero Two, everyone kind of understood themselves a little bit better than a typical Digimon cast that they're they didn't offer that opportunity for them to have some sort of identity crisis because we've never seen that see, with a but, character like see, I Yoli. Don't, Ken I, had enough identity crisis for the whole game. See, and I <laughs> did, yeah. Yes, and I think that's why you have to bring in Louie. Yeah. Louie's, Louie's going to be one trauma of the yeah, we yeah. need We need Trauma Kid because I won't speak for anyone else. Giving Davis the trauma thing or Yoli the trauma thing is not in line with the story we've gotten for them. Right. Uh, that's, but I, I understand that, but yes. I do understand no, I when people under- are ex- want to see something like that. I can understand He's that. Like a punch it, clan. You it, punch it, him, he just kind of yeah. like bobs back up. The, yeah. I can understand. Not, I can understand not wanting to see it. I just don't feel it would have been true to what zero two was. And that's also an argument against doing a zero two movie, to be honest, is, Mm-hmm. is you you kind of don't want them doing shit you kind of want them sitting around doing nothing yeah like the keys in a audio drama yes and that's just yeah. them farting around doing wacky bullshit and everyone go oh that ken he's like a weird old guy and that is functionally like ken did figure himself out and it makes perfect sense he do that even if it is kind of boring but that's like i you don't necessarily want to see you know Davis Ken had Ken had to do yeah. a lot of work to become boring. Yeah, like if you watch <laughs> Adventure Zero Two, Try Kizuna, you can understand the growth of Ty, Matt, Joe in each part. If you look at Zero Two for Davis, I can't see Zero Two 
the big movie have Davis be depressed, figuring out, you know, where he's going, where he's been. It's just not the character, at least for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One thing that he knows um, what he wants, and that's really fucking good ramen. Yeah. (laughs) One thing that I realize is that, like, Zero Two, it it, it might sound a little bit um, unfair when I say it like this, a phrase like this, but, like, in some ways, like, the writing of Adventure in Zero Two kind of gives these kids things on easy mode to some degree. It, that, the, the, it, so it's interesting to say that for a key reason. They bring that up in the show. Yeah. At one point, Ty, you know, Ty's talking to Kari, pointing out the like, are they going to be ready? Because they don't really seem to understand what might be happening here. They may not be ready to deal with this, and they kind and like I think more than anyone else, Yoli kind of gets thrown into the deep end with that. Where yes, you have to deal with it. You don't have the choice, but. It's interesting to see them when that's not a concern anymore, but also it was very minimal as far as a concern in Zero Two. Well, it's just interesting that like now they're like so much older, and as I guess it's because of Kizuna. Like Kizuna is a an interesting contrast where like the stuff that's going on in Kizuna is so like Kizuna is kind of a Greek tragedy. Like the bus is coming, and you can't. Avoid, it's a, yes. a movie about learning that fate. You can't resist fate, and this is a movie where like. Can you resist fate? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're all. Okay, they're cool. also. They're also weird inversions of each other. Where in mm-hmm. Kizuna, everything that's happening is about them. Like there, there is an enemy mm. in everything, but the stuff that is happening regarding Agumon and Gabumon and so forth, it's because of who Ty and Matt are, who they're trying to, f- them trying to figure stuff out. And here, this is stuff that these characters figured out in their show. Here, it's the world has thrown something at them that they have to do with. The problem is not them. There's no drama for them to go through minus what it may mean. Well, I wrote about this a little in my my blog post about the, the contrasting natures of their battles with fate. In Kazuna, it's what you're running towards. In this movie, it's your origin point See, that's suddenly mm, becoming conflicted. That's interesting because I'm not sure. I think that, and I think that's where the title is kind of like cheating, where it kind of does what Chai did, where the title means multiple things. It is talking about the origin. What's to also talking about those is this is where everything changes and everything starts over in some fashion. Right, but they still have to wrestle with. Oh, we thought. We thought certain things about what it see, means I, to I'm, be a chosen. I, see, but I'm here. Not, it's I, like, oh, it was this kind of semi-arbitrary origin point that's a little icky. I'm not sure any of that's changed, though. To be honest, I think there's the question of Ukuman's place in it, but it's very. See, the the movie's very not interested in telling us, which kind of creates the interesting point of everyone can kind of decide what they want on their own for now. Yeah, it Flight definitely leaves the, the door it. open. Oh, sorry, sorry, Devki, what were you saying? Fight to the death over it. And then we get the D3 in a drawer. <laughs> uh, the message is on the D3. And it's interesting. It The movie sets up, it loves, it kind of just sets up everything with the idea of that's a nice dream and also the real world. And hey, look, it's angry Shinji with his broken Digivice. And can we just all appreciate that, like, they're like, okay, this is going to be Angry Shinji. There's only one person who can play Angry Shinji. It's Shinji. I do appreciate that, like, after, like, a year of people being like, 
Oh my god, is uh oh my god, now I've already forgotten his name. Louis? Uh, is no 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 the ghost game the ghost game guy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh Kiyoshiro. Yeah, if Kyo is going to reveal what was his chuny thing? His his hand? No, absolutely hand? fucking not. That was never going to be a thing because that is such a stupid, like, automatic thing where you have the young teenager being like, "I have a great secret." They have, you know, the only difference here is is that this time there actually was a secret under the eye patch. Right. This is played for dramedy. That was played yes. for comedy. <laughs> yes, and, and I can at least appreciate that. With Kiyoshiro, it never felt like he was actually going to re- reveal anything, which no, no, which no. which at the very least could make you go, they've set it up that he's kind of a fuck-up, and that he's definitely not hiding anything, which makes you but wonder if he, maybe he his is. Hands, which bandage was on, like, once or twice? Uh, I think in some promo art, I don't remember if in the show, it may have been misdrawn once. I know somewhere they definitely had it on the wrong arm. I would like to think that was an on-purpose character thing, though. So do I. Yeah, but we don't actually know. Um, and then I love they jump into the D3 line art and the exact TV version of Target starts to play. And this was exactly like how you start Zero Two, to be honest. Mm, yes. And I love that for half a year they've been showing his storyboards and they reveal right at the end that, oh, it's actually the opening. And I will say this movie does... Something try Kizuna in here. There's been a lot of heavy lifting to actually make like stuff that 20 years ago we everyone kind of went. I'm not sure this fits that well. It all kind of fits now regarding the epilogue. Like yeah, they've see- done a good job stringing us along. Yeah. towards that point. I, the one thing though, I don't understand how Davis goes from a shop to a cart. He doesn't have a shop. He's an assistant in a shop, and he right. rents it out. Like one day, like during the the closing day, to run a, his own shop. He but he doesn't own a shop. It's him renting from the guy he works for. Or yeah, he doesn't own the shop. But I would think that owning a shop eventually would be the goal instead of a cart. But I, I think. But I, but I'm saying I think that's the, the cart can go everywhere in the is, world. I believe it's the, Davis. I, I wouldn't make that the, assumption. The, the, the idea from O2 as it presented it was he ends up picking up his stuff going to and starting ramen in new york as a cart like the idea being that davis is kind of a fool and doesn't so he just sort of goes with a cart and that's what he does and then it just becomes so big that now there's carts everywhere as i recall i'm gonna jump in and maybe shed some light so the first audio track that came with the special whatever they actually have him talking about how like rent is high and he has to start saving up for a store and stuff like that. So what Mark just said is pretty plausible. <laughs> like he just got the cart so he can like yeah. run his business without like doing property rent and taxes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they can't, they allude to that in zero two, but yes, the, it is one of those weird things that I don't think people appreciate from everything and we should also point out we're only eight years since this stuff started up again we're on digimon movie eight of eight years just to point out how quickly tri came out we've had multi-year breaks in between stuff and 
And apropos of nothing to support what Onke said is that there's a bunch of small restaurants in my town that have decided for money reasons that it's easier just to have a food truck. Yeah. And so that's, that's a thing. Yeah, that's true. The, the fact that it's become more reality as we've gone on is <laughs> impressively not great. But yeah, it, it's weird that like we're accidentally tripping into this world making more sense. Um, I love everything in the target intro, to be honest. Like, every character fits Davis and Vimon running off, Ken being completely clueless that people are hitting on Wormmon being pissed. Oh, God, that shot's amazing. I will say, the shot is an entire mood. I will say, the shot in the movie does not quite compare to the storyboard, to be honest. Because he just looks so fucking surreal and annoyed in the storyboard. Um, He's just disassociating. And then, hey, a week has passed. It is February 28th. And functionally, the movie starts off with, to me, what the promise of such a movie even is, is it's just seeing the characters again. We have not seen a lot of the Zero Two kids since everything restarted for, frankly, good reason. And now that we have, they get to shine and they are as they ever were, to be honest. I just love the arrival, just everyone showing up in different ways, like Miyako using the digital gate and Takeru plowing in like Marge Simpson. Um, and I guess... Should, it's just to, like, hang out with your friends. Should we stop and go over the various casts? Japanese, yeah. si- Japanese side's easy, to be honest, because it's literally everyone who was there for Kiz- Kizuna, everyone who was from Tri continuing on to that, and all the Digimon are from the original show. Um, no bump in anything that I've seen as far as quality. And our new characters are, Louie is Megumi Ogata, who Shinji had far more roles. They've been very good with getting just, like, crazy voice actors the last X years. Like, filling in the weird holes of people who haven't shown up. And, um, Ukuman's Rei Kugimiya, who's been in Digimon before. Uh, my brain froze Al Falcomon. There we go. And many other famous roles. Um, oh, wait, no, not Falcomon. Ikto. She was Ikto. I still look at that original art and go, that is the ugliest fucking fetus I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the weird thing. Like a demented oh. Muppet so, fetus. So, yeah, so here's the weird thing about that design. It works much better in animation than it does in profile. Oh, it does. Like, it, it's, it, it's supposed to be a little dissonant. It, it is. It kind of works but, that but, way. But it works so much better in the movie than yeah. in the art. And, like, the art for, like, when you pull up the art for Louie, it's like, oh, this is literally just Shinji with must- Misato's giving him must-up hair. And he's also wearing that fucking Kingdom Hearts coat. Did you want to cover the English cast since you did yeah, the Japanese side? No, no, no. Side? Yeah, yeah I, I was just commenting going on in that direction. Yeah, I was commenting on the coat first. English cast. Okay, there's a, there's a lot. To go. First, uh, Brian Donovan's back as Davis. Played him in the original show. Was supposed to play him in Kizuna before various COVID-related oddities. His studio went down. Uh, first, he's on fire in this. He ages Davis up a little bit, and it works really fucking well. He did such a great job as yeah. Davis. He's right on point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Derek Stephen Prince is back as Ken and Vimon. No, I don't want to say no difference because there is a bit of aging up on Ken, but it's functionally Ken and Vimon. I'd have to watch Kazuna again to 
to compare. Yeah. Um, Jenny Toronto's back is Yoli from Kizna. This is where Ki- this is where the movie gets a bit odd. She's doing a completely different voice than she did for Yoli in the last movie. Uh, not- and I like this one better. This one's better as far as emotion goes. It's weird to not like she did a really solid Yoli voice last time, but with no emotion. And this time we get the emotion, but not the voice. So I'm assuming she just can't hold that specific voice, and it, it better here. But we, yeah, the 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 way she expresses herself, much as better. Lee, who is a character who needs to be yes. expressive in this movie, particularly more than she is in Kazuna. Yes. It it works for me. No, absolutely. Uh, the weirdest one for me is kind of Tara Sands because she's been Kari at this point for eight years. She sounds very different in this one. She sounded off. Yeah. Um, Johnny Young Bosch as TK. He's still doing TK, but he's sliding more and more into his sort of calm voice, which I guess works for TK as he's older. But it does feel a bit different for me. Yeah. Also, TK is calmer. TK is calmer in this movie. Yes. And then Bryce Pappenbrook is back as Cody from Kizuna. Works fine. My only issue with it is, is, is Cody kind of blends in between other characters voice wise. Cody kind of blends in in general in this movie. I mean, so. to be fair, he does that in the season two also. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Digimon, Kate Higgins is back as Godomon. This is another weird one where I can swear she does not sound anything like she did as Godomon in oh. seven prior films. Well, the whole the whole Kari Godomon thing just was different. Yes, and then the VIP returning who was not there for Kizuna, Neil Kaplan as Hawkmon, not a single step missed. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I was so happy. Yeah, uh, Laura Summer back as Patamon. It felt a bit different to me. I think Ar. I think you said last time you didn't hear any difference. I didn't notice anything different. Yeah. With and then maybe a bit cuter, kind of. Maybe. Um, and then bit the weirdest one is Chris Swindle's Wormon. Chris Swindle was Hawkmon last time. Uh, Paul Saint Peter's not here. Chris Swindle is in the like the. He, he's it's like the booby prize of he has to try to imitate people who are really well known and he does a fine job for Wormmon, except we kind of just want Paul St. Peter's the issue. Yeah, he, he did his best, but it was it was a Paul St. Peter impression. Yes. Um, and then uh, Armadillo Mon was just fucking horrendous, honestly. Yeah, that was. I was like, what the fuck happened? Like any time. And like, here's the he thing. Spoke, to, I, here's like getting punched in the here's face. the thing. To me, that's not Robbie Damon. That's the directing. Because like, when the few mm-hmm. lines we get as Ankylomon, it's fine. If you had just done that a bit higher pitched or whatever for Arm- Armadillomon, I would have been fine with it. It's just the art. Yeah. We we know Robbie Damon's a good actor. Yeah. Like, it, yes, that's kind of the point. Is that he's a good actor. This is he does not have. I, to I was prove expecting like the southern just, drawl, and it's like yeah, like, they just like, got. The, the, the direction on this voice yeah. is just wrong. It feels like the direction was, here's the Japanese voice actor. Can you do that, Robbie? Yeah. And, yeah, it does work. Uh, A.J. Beckles is Louis. A.J. Beckles is very good. I'm I still kind I've said it a few times. I'm still kind of weirded out that when we first meet him, he's kind of doing, like, a Batman thing. <laughs> and he calms it down as the movie goes on, so I assume it's meant to be like a character thing, like he's putting on the facade. But it comes too much as yes, it's too much. I have I have no friends. I live in a mansion with my butler, who's a magic fuck up. And then I grabbed a bat. <laughs> 
It's just it's too much. Hence the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, he is the bad boy. <laughs> yeah, um, I the voice smooths out as he goes on. I assume this was direction or a character choice, especially the first few lines. The first time I heard it, I almost laughed because it was a bit too much at first. As it calms down, it works good. And Beckles is great. He's a good Matt. I I I would not have been shocked if since some of the crew, a good chunk of the crew is the same, if they went, hmm, that, that works here. And that kind of fits the Matt vibe a little bit. Not quite the same, but I said this vein. last week, they go from, they go from Megumi Ogata Shinji to Spike Spencer's Shinji. Uh, and then Aaron Yvette is young Louie, and strangely, they have her play Andrew Amon, who she played in 2020. Even though I'm pretty sure in all the pseudo-modern stuff, it's Kate Higgins. Yeah, that was a little confusing. Uh, and then Giselle Fernandez is Ukumon. She is fucking per. That is God. like that is like the perfect, completely cute. And then when Ukumon starts talking, the voice kind of goes a bit more, not quite monotone, but as a, what are you talking about? This is what you wanted, Louis. It's like, hi. Would mm. you like to form a contract? Uh. Yeah, then the... We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. The crew is roughly mixtures of Tri, Kizuna, and 2020. Um, I don't feel like going over that, because I had to deal with that ca- that crew list being wrong multiple times. Well, let's talk about the movie. Yeah. So, where we left off was, they do the intro, we meet the characters, and then... It's odd because we did see them in Kizuna. They them running around as the Scooby Gang worked really well for them as a reintroduction to them, because that's kind of what it was. And now we get the more serious story. The adventure kids are all side sidelined by real life, and then hey, they're watching TV, they're talking, and that kid's falling in about to Jackson Pollock himself. <laughs> I, I do think it maybe it um goes that being said or like we haven't really addressed it but like the fact that we see this group like you're saying in kizuna they're all group doing stuff together and well i guess not all of them because uh tk and car right there but um here all of them are doing stuff together it feels very um cozy. intentional like the, yeah it, they, it's cozy like they, they really got their dynamic and yeah um it mm-hmm. i do hesitate a little bit in like is this movie too much fan service and then it's like you uh, want them to be happy you want them to be having fun here they are See, I think that's where it falls in the zone of they can show them being happy and then it stops because it has a movie to tell because that's not going to be a fulfilling movie. As much as I think that's what we all actually want from a Zero Two movie is we want them being happy and okay. Is yeah, fun- I want them being together. Yes. They can suffer together. Yeah, we want to see we want to see interactions between them yes. that occasionally border on amusing, particularly yeah. with the Zero Two group. No, oh, and like yeah. one of, one of my favorite moments is when Davis is flipping out and Yoli just grabs him by the face and shoves him off screen. Right, that's that is vintage. that is exactly how those characters should act. Um, so they meet Louis, falls, Stingmon saves him. And we get his speech about being the first Digi-Destined. Um, he I, just tries to fuck him. I, I feel like him scoffing at the idea as, like, the initial... Maybe a little much, but I think it works in context. And God bless him, they wrote the part that was there just for the trailer. 
I killed him. That was a trailer moment that, I, like, it's relevant to the movie. It does not pay off that moment in the framing of... They, they've been very good with that for the last ten years, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. It also kind of gives you like the... Like, what, did you get a part-time job and you just shriveled up and died? <laughs> it also sets up the uh, little bit of unreliable narrator yeah. for his story. Um, They see a Digivice, they... It's interesting. Like they all recognize it as a Digivice. At no point does anyone discuss it looking different, or even I don't think does anyone even comment on it looking damaged, or did I just like forget that? No, they don't mention anything on yeah. it. It's interesting because they make it look different. They damage it. It's never something worth talking about. And then, um, they they kind of introduce it because he's very close to a birthday. He's an adult at this point. He's very much a wary negative. He does not want to be involved with these weird fucking people. It's kind of sho- shoving an edgy teen boy Shinji into the movie. Like, he has the... Like, don't op- think we're alike just because we have, you know, cute, adorable monsters that follow us around and turn into big shit. But, yeah, and it's what I wrote. It's like, he has the black coat, he has the eye patch, but he's also, like, wandering around, like, and right there's fucking Donald Duck. And, like, you have to take the character seriously in this world, but also, like, him try- him arguing with Hawkmon, and it's just, like, a buildup of this weird, wacky shit. And then, Which they respond to is like, why are you being like this? Yes. And like, to a degree, it is fair, even for Digimon, this is very strange. We have like the edgelord kid rambling about shit, and then he's arguing with Hawkmon, and then he's arguing with Yoli, or he's arguing with everyone, and then the cops show up, and it's interesting, they don't clarify this. It's functionally building off something we... S- that comes up in Try, but they don't really clarify it. My is that, look, weird shit's happening. Of course the cops are going to show up. Let's get out of here. Yeah, there's there's more awareness of what's yeah. of the digital situations yeah. now. They talk to Louie. Weird, like, the egg is his egg, so maybe his Digimon's not dead. Davis and Vimon are both perfectly happy that, hey, the kid's trying to fix things. We don't know what he's trying to fix. Let's go help him. Ken Davis. Yeah. And like TK and Kari both are just like, this is why we didn't, this is why we went off with Ty and everyone else for (laughs) seven movies. Um, Which is, it, this is, I know it's unspoken whether or not the other six have all lost their Digimon, but the TK and Kari hanging out with the zero two kits primarily might lend some credence to the fact that the other six don't have their Digimon anymore. See, I think it's more the time is different, because even in Kizuna, it points out that it kind of does the framing of what they did at the beginning of, um, not e- not even completely in Try, even Wargame does this a bit, where they all kind of just have lives because they're not quite grown up yet, and here it just feels more like they've gotten to the point where they're putting in the time to be together, where in yeah, Kizuna... They have a date night. Every yeah, like months. like even in Keys and I, I believe they mentioned they hadn't seen Yoli for a while, and she teleports all over the place all the time. So it's not actually that hard. And then they need to bring Louis, and we get new Jodrus sequence. 
Uh, oh, Gore just looks nice. Um, Still obligatory too, because they probably oh, didn't need Pyotrmon no, for that, no, but we no, welcome it. No, that this is here because you we have not seen this for twenty years. We want to see. We want it to look nice. We want to be rem- to have the shiny smartphone digivices that kind of were irrelevant for the O2 kids in the last movie. Don't make the joke yet. We'll make it later. And then um, the animation very much feels like any number of anime fighting games the last few years, I'll say. The joggers. Like, it's very Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mm. Yeah. Then- I do think that, like, like I was saying about fan servers, like, this is, the evolutions are another point where it's like, I like it, and I'm like, is this here just because they knew we would like it? Uh, yes, 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 and yes, and no. We actually have we actually have some information from the director regarding that. I'd say Uh, the first one yes, the second one no. To a degree, it was him demanding it because the framing of the last movie did not allow him to put in evolutions like he wanted. So here it was a here is a matter of he likes seeing them. He wanted them there to be enjoyed if people wanted to enjoy them. And because of how the last movie was, he really didn't get to show them. So this time he kind of just made them happen. And the, it's interesting. You can actually argue they not necessarily paled them on. You did need someone larger than XVMon to carry three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not that you need three of them, but hey, that's what they're going with. They need three of them to fall into that egg. I'm not complaining. Well, I mean the 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 area the thing that it, I I don't want to compare everything about this movie to Kizuna too much, but I feel like I was so impressed by the structure of Kizuna and how much it started off with a sequence that was like showing you the familiar in a new setting, and then the next next action sequence was like in a completely new setting. Everything is like different enough. Everything visually looks different, and then the third action sequence is like everything is new and different. So and I, I feel like think. It's, it's just I, a little bit disappointing I, in comparison where it's like everything's I, all the same. I think there's a, a key difference, though. Kizuna does not have to do the heavy lifting of re-showing the kids the evolutions. Anything it shows, it shows because it 100% has a place and they've decided this is something to show. There's when, also a point where Kizuna is each evolution is coming at a different point in growth for yes. for Ty, whereas this movie, there's not a whole lot of growing yeah. that these kids do. And to a point, right, to a point like... these are characters we haven't seen in 20 years. If you're not showing stuff off, yeah. Yeah. there's no point to doing the movie to a degree. Yeah, like, it's definitely true that like the Adventure Kids had already been in the spotlight for a while at that point, so like yeah. it made sense you had to start with something that was old and yeah. move on to new stuff. This is like, this is a different, we're joining them at a different point yeah. in the nostalgia cycle. Yeah. This is functionally, and and it's odd because I've seen the complaint that there's this should have been longer, but it feels like the opposite complaint that people miss when they complain about. I've seen the complaint for a few years that Tri could have been one movie. It couldn't because that's when you lose the extra character stuff that makes it worth doing. Here, also, this isn't that much shorter than Kazuna was. No. The difference is this kind. It's odd because it doesn't. The heavy lifting it does to reintroducing is functionally the opening. It, yeah. I do think it's very interesting that, like, as much as this isn't that much shorter, I think there is a distinct vibe that it there feels is. shorter. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. It, it's paced much quicker, not unpleasantly so, but because it has a more focused story, it 
moves differently because in the case of Kizuna, it's less the story. It's more about the emotions. Well, I think, I think, yeah, like Kizuna has lots of times of like lingering in emotions. Whereas this, it's like event wise, everything happens within we, 24 hours. We got shit mm-hmm. to do. Time to move on is basically yeah, this, yeah. Is, thing. Yeah. this one's a lot quicker and running. tighter. Whereas Kazuna will linger on a bit and have a, I mean, they have a whole completely different subplot with the O2 kids going on. Yeah. Like they'll cut away to them to do stuff for a few minutes. Whereas this one is just straight ahead. It's fun to see Yoli be impressed by Paledramon still and Hawkmon and Gatomon. Just not a great idea. They look cool. They fall off and into the egg they go. And hey, we get an actual dub scripting error because if they don't have something on a list, no one is there who's actually aware enough that there's a mistake. Uh, this is why when I saw Jeff Nimoy's name in the credits, I went, someone must have rewritten it because he's not going to make the mistake of putting Hikari Gaoka instead of Hayden View Terrace. That is definitely a scripting error. Yeah, that was very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That very much feels like the type of thing where on the list, you have to change... Daisuke to Davis, you have to change Takaru to TK, no one has Hikari Geoka on a list. Yeah. Um, it's weird, it's said multiple times, and it's said pretty well by Prince, to be honest. It just does not fit the vibe for the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 19... It's not to me too much, just because, like... I mean, I think the dub of Originals Adventure and Zero Two never says Odaiba, than they do by the time uh, you try. So I, like, I think um, it, I think no, it does at two. some point. No, the season one mentions Odaiba. I thought they said like the bit. city. They the they do, but they also do say the areas because you see stuff on signs that they don't edit out, and yeah, people will the, comment. Like when they season, say, like when they say uh, like uh, Kaori Park or whatever the park was, they met up with where they dressed the Digimon as babies. Yeah, I think it was season one. They went as long as they possibly could without having to acknowledge that they were in a specific city in Japan, but eventually they just had to. Yeah. Like, they just couldn't get around it. Yeah, so they finally just gave up. And by the time I try, they just went with it, and anything that except was changed, for the, they except, stuck with. Except for the first movie. In the first movie, they uh, avoided Odaiba and had some other non-specific region name. Yeah, I don't remember what that... Was. It's like river. Can't let kids know Japan exists. Yeah, it was like Bayview District or something um, weird like that. So they've fallen into the egg. It's a year after the first movie. Luckily for us, they're wearing the same clothes, so we can tell it's them. I do love that. I do uh, love that animation thing. That like they're clearly older, but also they're wearing the same clothes. I was yep. going to make a joke about how they've been stuck in the same clothes for a year, but that's kind of dark when you think about how Louis treated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Louis, Louis has some problems. And then this is where, like, Taguchi's very good with his imagery that's meant to evoke a reaction. That, that, because, like, they show that to us in the trailers. That has no relevance to anything at all. Them being there is basically just going... It's a signpost, basically. Yes. And it is like it has a it has an eerie vibe, which yes. fits the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And they also see young Louis, not quite crossing paths with the kids who matter, doing his best, chasing after his mom as best as a four year old girl, and she's like babbling to herself, basically. Yeah, she's not in a good place. No. no. And the calendar tells us it's February 29th, nineteen ninety six, 
And it's interesting because, like, I remember my thoughts on what was going on watching the movie and then the director telling us. It's like, it's interesting because the first one could be time travel. This could be, at this point, it could. Because they don't actually interact. Yeah, there's so no interaction. And yeah. the, the actual yeah. falling visual is different than what we get later in the movie. You can say this is time travel and it does not affect anything. Because the only time anyone tries to do anything, they're stopped by it ending. Or Ken yeah, grabbing Davis. Yeah. I'm... I'm not convinced it is time travel. Oh, we can I, talk about that more so, when we get to the. So I'm, second I'm not convinced it is either. I'm just saying, if you want to say this is time travel, it does not affect the movie in any way. Yeah, unless, I, I they, like, unless they stepped on a butterfly. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think wrong. it's not time Horrible travel. Just, fine. No uh, time travel makes it simpler in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. The, the director has said as such that originally the movie had time travel in it. And as he's putting the story together, he's spending just hours trying to make sure there's no paradoxes. And finally, he's just calling the producer like, we need to start over. No time travel. Absolutely not. I'm not fucking dealing with this, basically. They know like, they can't can make do up... this in an hour and a half. Yeah, they know they can make up the rules on how time travel works in this universe, right? Like, and, they and, can except that's not, Except that's not fulfilling, though. It's not, but... And one thing Taguchi's good with, even if he's going to twist stuff and make you think for it for yourself, everything makes sense, whether you know the arcane lore stuff or not. Sure. I'm just saying that it's like, they, it's like they've proven themselves capable of making up their own rules as far as the universe goes for other things, so yeah. time travel wouldn't have been a stretch to say, oh, this doesn't actually affect anything. Oh, wait, I have a, I have a tr- translation question for Onkei, specifically about time travel, because I noticed the word they use was time slip. That's, is that common? Yeah, oh. time slip. <laughs> That's in fucking everything, to be quite honest. I've literally had to pro- I literally had to program my brain to not stop and go, time slip. Does that mean time travel when I'm working on shows? Because it comes up so much, it's... Functionally, that's just what they say in Japan for time travel in most stuff. And now I've got time warp stuff stuck in my head. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I do also. And then they get home. Louis goes into a dark room where we see his father horribly ill, being kept alive by machines, and his mom freaks her shit. Yeah. Tell, tells him to sit and down. Moms are wants to do. From her reaction, it kind of implies to me anyway that he's touched that machine before and he has broken it yeah there, there's a lot of stuff they don't give us information for in i'm just gonna call it a flashback because god knows what it actually is and it's interesting because we don't know what it is and we don't know what's real like he's clearly been abused period there yeah there like, are clearly some like cues like the thing like here. here's the thing i'm not sure how literally i take the welts just because of everything else that's happening he's been abused period there's no question there i'm oh, um sorry i don't know if the i don't think the dub actually conveyed it like but when she's ranting at him on the balcony, like at the end of her sentence, you can hear her about to say, like, if you do anything wrong, you're going to be punished. Oh, to so be fair, he, 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 he cowers. He like, yeah. He, he's, oh, yeah, he's definitely giving the reaction. He's, I'm just saying we don't know. I'm just saying it's a weird thing when theoretically this is all in his head. Yeah, I you almost have to take this story at face value. Oh, I, oh I take it as abuse. I just mean there's some stuff later on that kind of twists 
what we should take from it and not necessarily in the best way for Louie is what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, yes, the yes, unreliable narrator is in play here, but he's I think de- for, the sake of this, for the sake of this flashback, you sort of have to run with what yeah. he's explaining. And he's watching TV and not moving just as he was told. And they really do draw him looking very uncomfortable towards the end. And Mom freaks out again. He didn't move like he was told and wet himself. And she just launches him onto the fucking balcony while she cleans up. Yeah, and this was like a... I guess it's not like I didn't understand the scene the first time I watched the movie. But the second time it really clicked into place how much it's that like he's taking... His issue is that he doesn't know when to take her literally or not. Yeah. And like, I think with, with Machine, I think I interpret that as like, you know, like he didn't have literal instructions before he was given literal instructions to sit on the bed. And he's like, okay, I learned my lesson before I will take everything literally. And then, you know, it's like, are you, yeah. And that mm-hmm. will, that's a theme that, um, fits in with Ukamon and taking things literally or not. Yeah. And yeah. It, it also frames it well, because there's nothing fantastical happening. here. This is just not good in the sense of there's no enemy. It's just people. Yeah, he's just, it's a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, we see older Louis watching with them. Ken wants to go home. Davis is like ready to flip out and rush in. That is just perfect Davis, to be honest. Like, he would not give a shit if something's going to change. He, he's worried about... Stay out of your mom. Yeah. Um, the movie the movie's really good at explaining, because it's weird, because you kind of think of him as being one-dimensional. And to a degree he is, but it's that it's not that he's a flat character. It's that he very much knows who he is and dives at it. He is consistent. That's what Ken's for. Yeah. And Louie, he's clearly bothered by it, but he's doing his best to like put on that show. And then when the egg appears, Louie fucking loses it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. The the don't do it. the yeah. eye turns don't, and sees. Don't charge! Don't charge in and affect the time stream. And five minutes later, yeah, charging yeah, I mean, in is trying to affect the time stream. I do think it's interesting from like a character perspective how like seeing himself get abused is like I can't interfere with that. But like seeing where like he did something that like he blames himself for, you know, like yeah. there's a, there's a lot of internalized um, trauma and fault and stuff yeah. there. And then we find out. The hours they were in the egg was, in fact, a few seconds. And the cops again, and everyone scatters. And I don't know if it was here that Hawkmon said it, or the first one, where Hawkmon's just like, scatter! I think it was the second one. Okay, yeah. Because they actually do in the second one. Yeah. Then we get to see... scatter mode? What? No, yeah. scatter. Like, he's just saying scatter. No, I'm, I'm joking. Oh, I yeah. missed that joke entirely. And then, uh, this is where, this is where, like, it's makes perfect sense, but it's also 100% the fan service. The kid's in a computer club room, and we also get the little digi-digi-mon-mon. Yeah, like, this, really... this as fan service, I appreciate because they, like, acknowledge that, like, is this a little childish? Uh, is this, this is, like, nostalgic see, and cute and fun? So they're, I, they're, igno- they're, they're nodding about it. Being I, I, I like it regardless. My general feeling for that type of thing is, is... Pointing it out does not necessarily make it better if it's a problem. I agree. I it, agree. it just ends up. It just ends up going. We know this doesn't work, but we're pointing out here it does work. The one thing that right. doesn't work though is is there's a perfect reason for them to dump the smartphones, but they don't say what it is because they already did that in the last movie. 
Oh, is I didn't I didn't make that connection. So this you think was, the reason they stopped using them is because of the cops? Theoretically, is this that if the cops know the phone was here, where's the phone now? Uh, I think this was the one. This was the one spot. I think the dub was a little clumsy in trying to I convey what was exactly what was going on. I wasn't even sure what was going on with the subversion. It was roughly the same. It. I don't remember it being that because I actually checked this scene. Because I'm like, this seems like the one where there might have been something more relevant, but it didn't seem yeah, to be it, for me. It, it came off as a little clumsy. Yeah. To me, it was basically going, we don't want to explain, but it's roughly maybe cops. Yeah, like yeah. my interpretation is, okay, we That's might be dealing with phones. something. We might be dealing with something a little bigger than a, not a typical run-of-the-mill thing. We might want to upgrade to the actual devices. But there's no difference to them. Is the thing is that that was one of the things he's in a. I don't know if we know that. They've basically told us that it had replaced it. The only reason they went to them was they thought their phones were being tracked. Bugged. I don't remember the exact term they used at the time, but functionally speaking, the phones work as actual digivices in every way, as far as we know. If there is some actual issue that isn't, that's where they kind of need to tell us at some point. Yeah, I thought this was one of the. Not sloppy per se, but like just kind of like things that go happen watch. in the movie. Go watch. Like, okay, this, this is basically go watch the last movie and figure it out for yourself, kids. Yeah, it yeah. it was clumsy. Um, I agree with Jeff. I will say this is where like they give something for Cody to do because he actually has nothing to do in the movie. <laughs> he was a he was a computer club president. He isn't now. He just got permission for them to use the room. Good job, Cody. Uh, We're proud of you. Like the problem is, I, hey, I still prefer Armadillo Mon just slashing the keycard reader that open. Was, that was better, but hey, I feel like that's a gag you can't overuse, though. No, you can't. Um, and then they go over what Louis has said. Oh, he's the first Digi destined. His partner apparently created Ukomon returns, but Louis said he killed him. We get the explanation. Ukomon's special. He makes wishes come true. Come, come true. And Yoli basically says he's nuts. Sounds so. And then, God bless it, this is where the movie really starts to dive into the idea of it's not going to tell you anything that might be usable in the future. Ukoman's connected to a great being. And Kari goes, I wonder if it's homeostasis. And we're not going to discuss this anymore. We have other stuff to do. Which is understandable because it's not like Louis is going to know. Okay, wait, okay. So many cans of worms open right now, but um, I guess the most recent one that AR just mentioned, like I do feel like it is a little bit of weird writing throughout the movie. How much, what Louis knows and doesn't know, like because we we eventually see him like hearing about the other. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't know anything. Anything he tells us is based on what he thinks. Well, I mean, that's that's what I mean. So like when when he talks in the beginning and he talks about like. Well, when they first meet up, and he says he's the first Digidestin, yeah. he's the first one to have a partner and stuff. Those are things that, like, I, and the way he refers to them, he doesn't seem surprised to see them and stuff. And it's like, it all just feels like weird that no, he's, because he's that, using the, the same vocabulary as we are, as people who've seen all of the but you have adventures. To, but you have to remember, at this, at this point, it's been years. No, no, what there? I mean is that, like, he seems like he's way too much on our page. For no, someone who's but, been what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, is he's heard all this stuff as it's existed. He, understand, uh, yeah, guess, he understands yeah. what it is at this point because 
He's public. Because it, well, it's public to a degree, but it's not even hit. Even as much as he claims he wants nothing to do with it, he still has the fucking Digivice, and he's, also, st- and he's still rushing for Ukomon. As much as he wants to claim he has no connection, he doesn't want. You know, but he's very much doing the opposite. He's clearly paying attention. Uh, also, Ukoma, uh, everything Rui says in that explanation, the flashbacks are very careful to have Ukoman reiterate that to Louis, so that's yeah. why he know, why he believes yes. these things. And he's hearing all this stuff from Ukoman, yeah. like Ukoman mentions the I'm connected to a higher being and all that stuff. Yeah, so, so back to that can of worms. I do feel like that's the biggest, I don't want to say I'm like frustration, but like I do think it's a, a realistic expectation for the, if the movie mentions a big thing like that to like follow up. On See, it. I don't think it mentions it. It mentions it twice. Yeah, it mentions yeah. It like twice, one of them but... is Ukoman reiterating that information, but it does mention uh, it. Twice. I I don't think there it has to because the idea is it's not telling us because we don't actually know if it's true. Ukoman I, I agree say- with that, but Ukoman is I'll saying. Point it's out- true. We have a question about this later on. I think it would be yeah. a good time to circle back okay, to. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm just we saying can... the, the one thing to take into account really is very little that happens in the movie. We're actually 100% sure what – I don't want to say is real because stuff certainly happens. But we do not know what the part is to play in certain things. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is a good thing for us to circle back yeah. to when we get to the relevant yeah. question. So, Louis wants friends. They're talking after the egg hatches. Ukuman, I'm gonna be your friend forever and ever. And yeah, um, it's. I still think he's an ugly marine Anchimon. Honestly, he grabs. They're all based on Leon. He grabs, but not, but not Sithilamon. Oh, so, I guess it's already been a while since the scene, but. Um, since I saw the sub more recently, and I haven't, I didn't go back to check this part of the dub. How does the dub handle the? Well, the sub didn't really do a great job of it either. But the whole Uko sounds like Unko, which means poop. I think Did it was Uko. I think it was. Yeah, like I, I think they went with Ugo. I think Ugo. Okay, that, that's that's clever. Um, and we get cake out of snow. It falls apart to reveal a Digivice. It explains it's their bond, and we get the birthday song, which. Great setup for later, I'll say. Also, is it like like why are birthdays in Digimon always time travel birthdays? I say always as if it's more than two, but it's two. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the first one is. My brain's not clicking on it. Oh, Takuya. Takuya, yeah. Although that was his brother's birthday. Yeah, okay. Takuya time traveling for, yeah, his brother's yeah. birthday? I think it was his brother's birthday. Yeah, because yeah. like, the kids were being annoying, so it's like, oh, I don't want to be around these little brats. Well, in the case of that, that's just what that day was. Like, we see that day in the first episode. That's just... Uh, right, right. Then Louis' mom comes out. Why can't you keep your promises? Why are you so noisy? Snow falls and nothing happens. And she pats him on the head. Friendly. She forgives him. And I like how this is the, the exact moment where I'm 99% sure nearly everyone who saw the movie went, Oh, I see what's happened here. And they go in to heat up some milk. It's like, I'm going to make your favorite dinner. To be fair, that she said that when they first got home, to be fair. Yeah. Which kind of the makes it was... it kind of makes it all creepier, to be honest. Um I mean, probably Uku- just reheating it, but Ukuman will protect him, make sure he's happy, give him everything he wants. And he'll exactly have Exactly as he asks for it. And you'll have friends by your next birthday. 
then we get the whole conversation explaining leap years. Ukumans, it will have to be really special. Um, I will say this is where like it really drove me because he really does care as much as like it, it's weird because you could have easily framed him as having his own. It's very odd to not to frame like the only thing he actually cares about is making Louis happy. It's an interesting character trait that he doesn't understand in the same way Louis doesn't understand. I figure it's kind of like an example of like orange and blue morality where just like, yes, he cares, but also the way he thinks about things that are like right and wrong or things that are okay to do is a little bit fucked up alien. Yeah. Like I, I guess I found it a little frustrating on first watch and I accepted it more in second watch, but like how his understanding of like human morals is so alien considering any other Digimon we've seen that is sentient and talks doesn't have that well that's where you get into like weird loopholes with it being the first one like by the time we meet a lot of the partners a lot of them have had their own lives to some degree mm. it's well, not also, also but even like... even non-partner digimon we've met in adventure have some semblance yeah. of but i'm saying we, but i'm saying we don't know what we're supposed to understand or know about ukumon you can also be from like an era of the digital world where like that hasn't absorbed as much human information. Maybe? A little more primitive of a program. No, that's that's yeah. a valid thought. I that's totally a legit. Yeah. But I but, also think that like, but, but of, like sorry, go I, ahead. I was gonna say I also think that like thinking about in terms of Louis's kind of like childish inability to understand the the line between nuance and literalness is what made it click better for me the second time. That like you know like he's just like Louis, he's like be, kind of being a, a really um, representative reflection of Louis in terms of taking things very literally. Yeah. He is a baby. And then we skip four years. Louis eight. Ukuman's a bit sad. His real friends can't meet him yet. Yeah, wait, is that, is that, was that supposed to be a specific, like, so there is the, the, a, the actual answer is no. The, the winking answer is it's kind of supposed to be a war game reference, although it Definitely didn't happen in February. It's more just winking yeah. that really the what it is is they don't they aren't partnered at the moment. I'm gonna the digital back world to that shut off. Actually, there, there there is stuff to go over, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, this it's, is this is interesting. The more you yeah they're, go they're, down that wormhole, I couldn't abduct them at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also not clear if Ukoman can, which gets yeah. The, the, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, so he has his friends from school, parents. It's all good. He can meet them next time from all over the world. And Ukuman will always be his friend. Hooray. And then it stops so the O2 kids can contemplate what all this means. Um, and it's also kind of point out, like, Digivices didn't just necessarily pop out of thin air. Their relationships didn't. They point out Kari and Gatoman. And even Louis kind of points out himself, like, he doesn't know it. It's, it the movie itself is very much willing to say it does not know. And we know for a fact Louis doesn't have a clue. It also, he's very bad at communication in general. Yeah. Um, and if, if, he's, if his origin point is, is thinking that all of these relationships are manufactured based on a wish that he kind of regrets making, then yeah, he's going to think of all these other yeah. relationships are fake too. Yeah. Um, 
At the very least, though, I do like that Louis himself points out he doesn't know. Was it? Did you? Is it just that Digimon and kids met? Did Ukomon do it? No clue. And Davis gets pissed here. Ted and Yoli try to calm him down, and I like how they make it work. It's Vimon puts out his hand like they did in the first episode of Zero Two. I I so I do well. Think- so that Emma's great, but circling back a little bit to something that rubbed me a little wrong the first time, and then I think even one second time is how like we've just seen Louis go through so. Oh wait, sorry, wait, no, that's later. We haven't seen Louis go through so much trauma. Yes, yet. No, we Louis, haven't. Louis, had, we're not at that part yet. Yeah. Okay. 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 Louis, sorry. Louis, okay. At this point, Louis told the happy part of his story, and he's kind of being slightly more introspective on the sense of he yeah. doesn't actually know. It's kind of him putting pieces together. Okay, so the line that bothered me hasn't happened yet. Okay. okay. No, no, that's later. We're, we're almost there, though. Uh, so Vimon points out they they're, they're friends. It doesn't matter. They they will be. It, it it's a good line. It does kind of ignore certain realities of the situation, but it also fits Vimon and Davis. Honestly, is yeah. is they, they cut they share a single brain cell. Yeah. Yes. yes, it it may maybe all this connected them. It isn't what made them friends. Yeah, they they cut Vimon and Davis cut through the fluff yeah. really quickly. Um, they just go straight to the point. We get it does make me wonder, like the alternate world where like. Davis and Vimon were the ones that like had Jedi tell them that their partnership was going to expire, and they're like, you know, that's, that's never going to happen. <laughs> it's just like they they just ignore it. Yeah, I feel yeah. I feel like <laughs> you don't, I, you're wrong. I feel like that doesn't even work with it. I feel like it has to be a different character because it feels like that it it needs it needs to be a Zulong Mon if you're going to do that. The tone just doesn't make that like <laughs> ah Davis, you you're a young stupid one. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ken patting Wormmon. And this is where, like, it's good that Ken's the one giving the speech. Although I think, like, they worded a bit soft. There can be disagreements. I may have also yeah. whipped him a few times. <laughs> understatement of the year coming from Ken. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, he kicked a puppy, which no one talks about. Ken that also is also like I ran around in spandex and tortured I mean, little creatures and yeah. ripped them. Ken is also mildly responsible for Wormon's death, so Louis and Ken have that in common. Yeah. Uh, Con- has been like me too. Yeah, <laughs> and then Louis gives us the speech about you can't really know what someone's thinking, even a friend. Ukoman misunderstood him, and that's also where like there's an interesting unawareness for Louis. We're like. Ukuman misunderstood me. Yes, he misunderstood you, but that's the way talking works. No, but that's what that's what I'm saying. That's where and the movie gets into it more. It's not like Louis ever really talked to him, which is really fucking weird. And then flashback watching TV, and hey, no one can argue about if movie four is canon or not anymore. And apparently takes place in and apparently Wait. takes place in 2004. No, it wasn't his birthday. Oh, I thought it was his birthday. No, uh, weirdly, I've, I, I, you're not the only person who's thought this. I've double-checked. There is no reference to his birthday at all in that uh, scene. Okay. It okay. is... It looks like... Yeah, they were just watching TV. Yeah, it looks just watching... Okay. It looks like because the prior two flashbacks were birthdays, people took that to mean that 
this one was also. This one, there's no dating it at all. It is functionally as it kind of always had to be uh, early 2003. 2003. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, Wait, is it is it only like months after Zero Two? It's been a while since I've seen it. it there is no date huh. given for it. Yeah. It is functionally... Technically speaking, it could fit later in Zero Two, but it doesn't really work that way. It kind of has to be, this is probably March slash April 2003. It's, we're back to it's anyone's guess. Yes. Uh, It's meant to be like right after Zero Two. After. And of course, Zero Two ends in 2003 also. So close enough. Right, right. And it's Armageddon and Omega Mon, and it's the Revenge of Diabormon. And Ukuma. This is where, like, the speech, like, even from Ukumon, kind of goes off the rails. The kid, the Digimon are battling so the kids don't have to. It's great, isn't it? They'd sacrifice themselves and let themselves die, even. And Ukumon's just so happy about all this. And Louie is horrified, as you would it, it like. was, What the fuck are you talking about? It was a particularly interesting, well, I guess it's convenient, how, like, he's, like, you know, like, they can show the, like, I don't know if we call it a corpse, but like Omegamon, you know, like so frozen. It's interesting. There's a lot of weird like stuff done in the background in this scene overall. Did anyone else catch? um, I don't remember if it's when they're sitting or watching TV or if it's later. There's almost like a pseudo rearrangement of Requiem that's like creepy and broken. Where it doesn't quite sound like it, but it has some of the same beats. It's like, oh, it's really weird. Like in a scene that where Omegamon has a part to play, they're playing that song, but it's like corrupted. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell because in my theater, people were kind of giggling. Okay, I mean, like, do you think that was meant to be? I, I mean, it wasn't an accident for sure, but it's just interesting to me. Um, Friends who will protect him. I will say. Louis's reaction's actually pretty solid for what is functionally a kind of dumb kid, honestly. It's a good come-to-Jesus moment. <laughs> and Dad's home, and they both pass out. They are breathing one hand. And then L- Ukumon does, like, the tendrils. Here we and, go. And then they're floating, and, they're, you know, they're doing the refill, the talking, purple lights, the puppets, it, like, Mom and Dad are all better now. Isn't this great? Yeah. Gotta try harder. Yeah. Ukumon will make everything all better. And this is where, like, you... It's... This is where it makes it clear that Ukumon isn't... Ukumon is doing things that are very wrong. Ukumon does not understand that. Yeah. Like, even when Ukumon Louis... Ukumon has starts, no sense of morality. No. Just, just uh, like Peeing, just like uh, Louis Ping's pants. His not, morality is, if it's good uh, for Louis making happy, it's good. I'm not sure I would say it's lack of morality. To me, it feels more like it doesn't understand, which I think is a different thing. As far as it knows, Louis being happy is good, and Louis said this. Therefore, X, Y, and Z. And yeah, I think that's like that's having no morals, which kind of is. I think it was different as having bad morals, but I think in English. You know, we say having no morals to mean right. both those things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, so I just and... kind of um, might be jumping ahead a little bit, but you know, I forgot who mentioned it. They said that Ugoman is kind of like really similar to Louis. So I t- felt that Ugoman is kind of like 
really a copy of Louis at this point because Louis is the one who will take his mom's word literally and just sit right there and don't move even though he has to like pee. So Ukoman in the similar way, like literally this is it. There is nothing else. I'm going to just take this as it is. That's that's interesting because it's true. It also ties into a lot of the early partner stuff where they're kind of these not quite they're not quite mirror images, but they're kind of the same character until they grow, and that's kind of taken to an extreme here. I also think that that um, this movie has done a lot to like make me think about those that framing of like you know like the way that we all kind of think about like are are the Digimon reflections of the kids and stuff, and it's like I mean if there's some omniscient wish involved to create them that does kind of inform that thought process see i see it's weird because we saw how we we saw there was some degree of artificiality for those eight like we know stuff was done yeah. to make those quote unquote better partners homeostasis not quite homeostasis doesn't quite brag about it but homeostasis definitely like shows them even if it was just to create their Digivices and Crest, there was a little extra juice there. There also was a little bit of utility on homeostasis part because they were chosen for a specific job to do, whereas some of the others were just, here, have a Digivice. Yeah, child labor. Yep. And, in, mm. and in the case of D3s, the Zulong mod's just really fucking lazy. You kids you can deal with it. And you get a Digivice. Yeah. And then the Digimon are fighting because of Ukomon. Children are like Louis, people to protect him. Louis walks the door slowly. They make sure we see the bat for sure. Everyone's like, oh, Louis, you can't go play baseball. It's night. And then he just starts. I will say, it is a great moment where it's the timing and everything of him just starting to bash the Digivice is great. I think also Ukomon's line about like going to play baseball is like one of the creepiest things because it's like, to us as an audience, the tone has shifted so much, and it's like clearly he's not going to play baseball. Ukom- yeah, How can you think Ukomon that? literally does not understand. Ukomon yeah, yeah. is kind of a toddler, thing. sort of. Also, I love that Ukomon's the good cop. It's like, yeah, go play baseball while the parents are the, hey, maybe you shouldn't play baseball. And then the bat hits it slightly wrong, and boom, right at the eye. Which is actually pretty realistic. Yeah, that was done. This is where, like, it kind of falls into a weird body horror that I think was more effective than probably almost all of Ghost Game, where we get the bloody, <laughs> the bloody eye, we get the blood coming through the hand. Yeah, you can be a little more visceral here Uk- than Ghost Uk- Game. Ukoman's like, oh no, what am I? Ukoman's like freaking out like a little kid, and like, I know like, what oh, to no, do. I'll give you the sharing gun. I'll pull out the eye from the. The website loco shoves it in his face and like, and it still has blood dripping at this point, like to make it creepier. And then he starts like letting go on Ukumon and Ukumon just like does not fucking understand. And it just freaks out and then goo. And then to make it more horrible. It turns into the goo from the second Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. And then the parents fall because they're and still bleeding, sobbing. And Louis went to live with his family, and they don't really clarify that. And that's an interesting thing to not clear. There, there's an assumption there, but it's very interesting to not clarify what happened to his parents. It's like, hmm. I think we know what happened to his parents. 
What's the parents? Yeah. He went to live with family. And it's... Then, in- we, get, then we get the Jeff's line. Yeah. Hikari. Hikari. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I don't dislike what she said. I think it was said a bit haphazard because they went, if it's not said right now, it does not work. Yeah, like... That's the thing. Like, I think the the point she's making is a great point, it, but mm-hmm. like the transition from it's just it's so you're, little empathy for Louis. You're right. And his situation. You're absolutely right. I just I don't know if you can have her say it if you wait at all. Because right, yeah. it's more it's more getting into the like. Yes, you're right, Mark. But it's also the oh no the philosophy no oh, of, no. Oh, comp- we're talking about like we're thinking about like why it's like the the process of imagining. Kari's character saying that in that specific moment, see, it is so blunt. I yeah, it's, I, if someone so just says, like, "Oh, my parents just died," Kari like, didn't actually see. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, we're that's... seeing. And the other thing is, is we know we know Louis's not okay, but Louis's there. It's... But he also said he killed his Digimon, so it's like he's not exactly the most reliable narrator. Like, how is he explaining this? But, but you, yeah. the other also, kids in the room yeah. aren't seeing, like, also, blood dripping down his face with the trauma. Also, weirdly, it is post-Trikari, and for whatever development Trikari got in Tri, one of them was talk, girl, when yes. you have something to say. Don't be so... Don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. Then they talk more. And then, hey... As Davis is about to say something, the clock strikes midnight, and that time has been relevant because the egg begins to hatch. Everyone's distracted from talking. It's February 29th, 2012, and God bless them for ha- for starting to have Ukoban singing happy birthday. That really... Oh, so good. It was really creepy. I loved it. That was so good. We get the messages again and everything. That's where it's great because they showed us the date and everything early in the film. And they have, they say in dialogue, and it's important that his birthday is leap year. They're so disconnected from each other, it would not shock me if most people forgot by the time you hit that. Yeah. And then Ukoman opens up. We get tendrils and digi-eggs everywhere. Everyone shall have a Digimon all at once. And the world is definitely not ready for this. And then it's interesting. And then this is yeah. where this is where we get into the legally mandated uh, the characters have to talk about the lore because that's something that's important to fans. It probably would have been better if they hadn't even though they yes, I know they had to. I What part of the lore are you talking about? The math of how many uh, digi destined are there? The- I mean, mm. the only thing, the only issue with that is the specific mentioning of the whole doubling concept. Yeah. But even like, then, if you leave that out and just just get into the numbers, it's not really a to thing. Be fit, to, introducing to, the doubling thing just the, sort of the doubling's I didn't fine. That. I, I'm fine with it. I would rather they just admit they're not doing it exact because I right. Think but when it gets exact, the, it's a bit. The a problem bit. with mentioning the doubling is people are going to try to take that as something yeah. more concrete than it really is. Yeah, and believe it's me, a common thing in any kind of storytelling where if you give a very specific number, that often takes people out of like the suspension of disbelief, oh, well, and then they're going to try and do math. If it if it helps, yeah. if it helps, when I was done, I did the math, and Ken is definitely giving an estimate. 
Oh, no, he is. And yeah, I think he even and, says he is. Oh, he, he is. But I mean, while he's reasonably close, he's far off enough you actually can wonder if they're actually trying to do that literal math, which we know they are, but Ken is definitely off by a bit. It which, doesn't... It, it, the math... I mean, even the numbers he does he gives doesn't work for other reasons that are too complicated to get into. It's it, The whole thing's kind of a mess. I would have just had them give the number. Uh, I thought this the thing that I didn't love about this is that I feel like the reason this is a um would be an apocalyptic scenario or whatever is kind of subtle because it's like we all agree that everyone getting Digimon eventually yeah. isn't okay. Thing, so they but it's got, speed that do is we? I don't think that. So I, I, I know, had that I, problem since I've had that problem since I saw this. So I know what I know what Jeff's two. saying. They do allude to it. They don't necessarily say it concrete enough to make it clear. No, I unaware. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They needed to deliver to explain that a little bit more. Why that's a yeah. bad thing. They they, right. they they allude to it, then they move on. This is one of those moments when it probably would have helped for them to stop and point out, man, this is really like. When you go from 60k to 70 billion, there's a problem there that just another 30 seconds might have helped, I think. Yeah, just yeah. Like, like talk through a scenario that like things would be set on fire. There yeah. wouldn't be enough like hospital workers. Something yes. like just something. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then tell them to watch the first 10 episodes of Data Squad. <laughs> <laughs> um and then we get the bit with Takaru putting out and this is where it kind of goes back to him in adventure and try what will beating him actually do if it's true and then Kari you know the the modern blunt Kari points out it it's not that it doesn't matter it does but the world needs help that kind of is more than them I I just love Kari and TK disagreeing on stuff yeah. that's just my jam and then Ken, what, and then you get Ken wondering stuff like, can they beat him, you know, without actually just doing everything. Yoli, yeah. this is where we get like the most minor shipping stuff with Yoli pointing out, Ken <laughs> can figure it out. Um, Daisuke looks at Ukomont. We get the speech with him and Vimon. Screens all over the world. Um, this is, I think, the first time we... Not the first time here, because it does happen earlier, but like it felt more modern here where we see them on mobile devices. We see it feels more of our world than it has in a long time, because us and them are so out of sync at this point. Our war game has finally evolved into Summer Wars technology. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and then Ken trying to figure out why going to the past, whatever, why that day? And the conclusion they reach is, is Ukuman is trying to talk to Louis because he's trying to understand. And he wants to. And this is where we also get back into O2, where sometimes, like, O2 was very good at this, where there isn't necessarily a villain. Sometimes it's just someone who doesn't understand or doesn't, hasn't figured things out. It's, yeah, this is, it's fun because... Both Louis and Ukoman are both the protagonists and antagonists yes. of this movie. And Davis is like, you know, you need to talk to him. Louis doesn't want to, doesn't under and they kind of point out, like, did you ever talk to Ukoman? What does Ukoman like? 
Ukulman clearly cares about you, even if he's a fucked up monster with a tree coming out of his head right now. This is all about Ukulman trying to understand. So this also yes. it it also simplifies the um the where Ukulman's origins come from because Ukulman clearly is not intentionally malicious here, so that narrows the options a little bit. Yeah, and so they need to talk and. This is where, like, we get the speech from Ken, and it's important that it's Ken to me because, you know, they mm-hmm. aren't—they can't be one-sided feelings. They're alive. They have feelings. You have to not whip Wormmon. <laughs> you can't you, kick any puppies. Yeah, it it, it worked. It was special to be Ken because even if this is where, like, I've seen a few people complain that Ken probably should have more directly said something. I think that's kind of the point is is Ken and Wormmon have moved past that as he wrong as as wrong as saying that Ken, sounds. Ken doesn't want to talk about that no, specifically. And, and I don't think Wormmon wants Ken to either. Like Yeah, I don't remember And I don't think that help. would help the situations no. like yeah, I, I ran around as like With, I, 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 I super sentai in the digital world like yeah. torturing creatures. Yeah, like, the, for all the for all the callbacks I think people are aching for, a lot of them just don't make sense and don't help the conversations. Yeah. I feel like the the previous scene where Ken talked and like pet Wormon as he was talking about it, it's like that was like to yeah. people who like remember too. That's a huge yeah. Just, yeah. We know just the, just the petting. Yeah. yeah, and then Davis like if you want to try, we'll take you to see him. D 3s come out. Everyone digivolves to champion except Gatomon, who goes to ultimate. We get the new version of the animation, and because they didn't want to make the movie run too long, they put all six on screen at once, which to me is where I stop and I go, I know one of the extras are going to be on the Blu-ray in Japan. They're definitely going to single screen these in an extra. Um, Excellent. And and I really want to see them. Um, Jogras the Pale Dramon again, this time with the D3s instead of the smartphones. And then immediately, you before you even can realize what's going on, you get to see the dragon whipping around in Pale Dramon, and they <laughs> blows up the castle again. Oh, sorry, sorry, distracting the, the castle. Part of the That's fine. Thing. Go ahead. But but the um the thing that I meant to look out for when I went to see the sub in theaters and forgot was the um the Pale Dramon evolution sequence and timing to the song. The, uh, it's sh- it's slightly off from the pitch perfect timing that the show used. As but I what I noticed is that like there is of those like six second commercial clips, one of them that they uploaded is just that part of the of the evolution oh, yeah. sequence. Yeah, that's but one. Yeah, of, that's one of those uh, six second marketing clippy. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's weird because it feels like that should be like a dedicated clip, and. In fact, I believe that was such a minor clip. I believe I haven't put it up yet because I was waiting for more stuff to pop up and do it as a batch because I've been hosed, frankly, over the past few weeks. For what reason? I mean, there's no Digimon news. Oh, you fall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, j- yes j- there is. New j- Seekers j- went up this week. <laughs> you deserve to die, Jeff. Uh, yes i believe the two people who probably are most aware are probably onke and lost who at very times have gone mark are you all right and me just kind of going i'm doing stuff but i'm not dead yet yeah 
So castle exploded. I think everyone. I've seen a few. I've seen a couple people complain that they did the castle thing again, and that's where I just kind of go. At that point, you're being contrarian, to be quite honest. You gotta do the castle. Come the on. Castle is important. The castle explain represents... was the best part of the movie. It represents how Imperial is a reference to the Roman Empire, which which went over the Roman kingship, and it, the castle represents the king, and the Imperial is the emperors. So, but but more importantly, cool. more importantly, you got to see the castle oh. blow up again. Yeah, uh, I will say that was fun. I will. I could have. I need to double check. That I did not imagine this. Did they misspell Paeldramon again, like they did in the old one? They? It's Paeldoramon in it in the background, like it was in the old one. I just noticed they didn't change the uh, the dub version didn't change the uh, graphics in the background. Yeah, like they, they did they, the uh, zero two dub. Uh, oh, they 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 did it. I, nope. I I will say this: having recently worked on season two, even though it's not out yet, um, I can very much tell the difference in what they did. That's very clearly that Saban had someone go in and paint, repaint all that shit. It's not been actually reanimated. It's someone manually going in and doing it. Oh, which is no. didn't do it here. Which is horrifying because, <laughs> especially paying attention frame by frame, because I'm looking for if it's wrong. I can notice times when they go, "This won't be noticed, so we're not going to paint it out here." And me being very careful, going, "Is that there?" And me pulling up old DVDs and looking, going, "That is there. It's just so tiny you can't notice unless you pause and realize you're looking at a Y." On Flame Drawn. Anyway, are they flying through the city yet? This is where they begin to. Time to go to... I... The others go by the car. This is... It's funny, because... Taguchi for Kizuna in here, and Motonagi from Tri both talked about how, like, they were telling more stories that did not necessarily allow battles quite as much, but they both talk about, like, wanting more budget for the battles and one of the complaints that i that i think we've all seen is not enough battles not enough battles one i don't think they'd fit into the movie no two i can appreciate saving that money so that when you get a battle because it's not really a fight it's a battle scene sort of that Mm -hmm. it's it's i can balls crazy like i can appreciate that we, we're not doing a small fight elsewhere that has no place in the story, so we can save it and just be really fucking cool here. Like, the car yeah. whipping around, we get the good angles on Andromon with the city, we get uh, Imperial Dramon going through the everything, it's just so good. It is, it is so quick, though. That's It is. It, it is, but we kind of get two of them, sort of. <laughs> so we get here, um, I will say this, no one will convince me I'm wrong about, like, there's a lot of this movie where you can argue and debate, no one is going to convince me that Taguchi does not like that original Michael Keaton Batman film. Dude. When Imperial Dramon flies up the moon and goes down, oh, that is 100% the, scene, the thing from the first Batman film movie with Michael Keaton, 100%. Didn't make that connection, but yeah, I see. Oh, watch it when it's out on home video. It's borderline frame for it's exact. And um, I will say that like I, I agree that like action more battles wouldn't have fit in this movie, but that but that's also like I mean, I wish I wish there was a way to structure it that But even but that. but even if you did, you would have gotten one more short fight, which is more but you're not going to get more than 
two or maybe 2.5 fights. And I feel like they split this one into sort of a two-parter enough that it's not as interesting a fight as, say, Kizuna or even some of the parts of Try that went a bit more with the battling. I think for what the story is and for just looking really lush, I'm happy with it, even if more would have been good. Oh, speaking of visually um, interesting things, the the like the design of the I don't know what you call it, but the like magical space inside Empyrejamon. Yeah, the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. Is the, that's that's not what it looked like in Zero in the original season, right? Uh, as I recall, it was kind of like a bubble, like a bubble. mecha cockpit. Yeah, yeah it, I like I like this. The, so I, I would I, like I would call this a stylized upgrade in the same way that Trier Kizuna upgraded some other stuff. It's yeah, not it exact. It's close enough that I don't. I don't want to say I don't care because that's not what I mean. But like, it's not. It was not detailed enough in O2 to say this is not. This is. It it struck me as a lot different, but I like this better. Yeah, it struck me as different, and like this is a cool enhanced version of it. Yeah, I I would say it's enhanced. It is not one to one what we saw before. Right. What disappointed me though. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what disappointed me though is that like seeing that in the trailers, like. Maybe it's that it looked kind of similar to the um, where like the second action sequence happens in Kizuna, where I was like excited to see what this like interesting new digital space to go to. I have to was, be honest. Like, oh, okay, I see oh. what you mean, but I have to be honest. I'm kind of happy they did not go to a digital space. Was it obvious in the seeing that scene in the trailers that it was a cockpit? So. To you? I can't give an honest answer there because I feel like I'm so far removed from that that. I don't remember where I can give an honest answer. I hmm. I don't remember thinking, oh, it's wargaming a digital space again. I don't think that I necessarily gave it much thought outside of there somewhere, if that makes sense. But I definitely did not sit there and I, I don't recall doing either of, okay, this is a new take on war game Hosada digital spaces. And I don't recall if I sat there going, Oh, well, this is Imperial German's cockpit. Uh, at this point we knew Imperial German was in the movie, but I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. It's the type of thing where I wish I had an answer for you. I absolutely don't though. Um, yeah. Uh, tendrils, Andromon, not, I should mention, I, uh, in the trailers, I was a huge fan of the remix of Target. I didn't like it in the movie, and I didn't like listening to it by itself, to be honest. Uh, it kind of creeps me out, if I'm being uh, completely honest. Because it's the original vocal track to the original version of Target with new arrangement and everything. And Wada Koji from 25 years ago had a very different sound than he did as he was getting older. So it doesn't quite fit modern arrangements, especially when they played the song early in the film. So it kind of is a weird sort Dissonant, of... Dissonant, I guess? Yeah, that's the way I'd put it. Like, it kind of just made my brain go, oh, this doesn't, this isn't right. I don't hate the song. Like, I've listened to it, that version, plenty. It just, it didn't hit right. It felt weird to me. And it didn't happen, like, say... I think the version of seven they used for the ending and try, I think that was the same thing, but because the arrangement matched the vocal style, it didn't come across as odd to me. And here it just made me go, which is weird because in the trailers, I loved it. I think AR and dev 
probably remember me gushing about it on a few podcasts that I really was looking forward to it. And yeah. Oh, Tendrils beat the shit out of Andromon and she's back to Gatomon. Aquilamon convenient. Aquilamon grab Aquilamon grabs her, but the movie is aware enough to not immediately go to Yoli and Kari. They go to Takaru and they go to TK and Cody. And Shikulamon. Mm-hmm. And like this is where like the da 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 from the song like does match up with Shikulamon turning. It's it's good sequencing too. Yes. Like this this action Gatomon going down prom- or Angelomon going down prompts one evolution prompts them ev- the evolution that Gatomon is set up yeah. for now. And hey look, Sylphimon too. And mo I love as like Imperial Jamon's flying around, we get some more dynamics. Then we get mode change, which is great. Um, you gotta have mode change. Yeah. And this is where like this is where we get fighter mode flying around. The tendrils we get Shakumon and Sylphimon flying around and assisting. Also, uh, I just loved the. I think this is the right moment where like they do the. Um, they're all flying in formation and like they. They do the barrel roll. I guess. Yes, I believe this is right, <laughs> literally right now. Yes. <laughs> Um, then this is where Louie does the running and jumping. Right, Get in the robot. And then we get like, Yeet. then we get that timeline sort of DNA thingy. And I, 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 I very much appreciate Davis being calm because he believes in Louie. Ken's impressed. Yoli asks them to stop flirting. The line that broke the theater and the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I can understand it breaking the theater. The internet, I kind of dis- like. I agree that it's happened, but people are taking that as like serious shipping stuff and not like Yoli making them. a joke. It confirmed them. They're canon. I mean, Yoli certainly believes so. Also, yeah. Davis blushed, so just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Honestly, but, it's kind of realistic yeah. that she gets into the relationship with Ken. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. ships them. Joshi shipping. Yeah. yeah. And then. The kids are prepared for if this does not work. I like that because this does not feel like something they would have done when they were newer. It feels like they would have gone in with that plan A and that would have been it. Here, they're all ready if something goes wrong, but Davis 100% has faith. And Louis sees him chasing after his mom. No one else is there. They do not do the Back to the Future 2 thing where, like, okay, this is time travel. So we have to. Davis' mom? What? Oh, back to Future no. Two. Sorry. Yeah, where Louis, where Louis sees Louis chasing after his mom, and I'm saying they're not doing the Back to the Future Two thing with time travel, where Ken and Davis are watching, and we're seeing the other Louis, and then the the third. The, there's no. Yeah. There's, <laughs> and then yeah. they end up in the old west. I... <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Is this one definitely is not time travel? This is, for all intents and purposes, this is. I don't want to say imagination because that's not quite right. This is what Louis yeah, and Ukomon want to remember. Yeah, this is a this is a certain Ukomon headspace. Yeah. Uh, Louis grabs his mom's hand. He t- makes her listen. He gives a very in both versions. This is a very good speech. Like you know, he under he understands she's in pain. It's hard, hopeless. He understands you need to listen harder to Louis because he loves you. He cares. She looks back and we get like the moment of clarity for her at her face change. This is where I, this is where it makes me go. I'm not hundred percent sure how much we're supposed to take as literal in the other one because, and this is where it also breaks because this is Louis's head. This didn't happen. 
this is yeah this is a very this is very much idealistic which is perfect for zero two and perfect for the context which this this is happening in maybe it's like what he would have actually wished no i think no that's exactly this is this is this is a hurt kid who will never get to say anything and he wanted to say this this strikes me as one last bit of wish fulfillment Yeah, I think I think it is. It shows a lot of character development that, that he, like the, that he goes to talk to her instead of like intervening with himself or whatever. Yeah, I mean character. De- it's it's yes character development. It's also not being for. Yeah, yeah, emotional growth that we have that's been kind of off screen, but, but also a little. See, off-screen. see, it is emotional growth, but that's where I kind of go. It's also a bit off because it's almost that sort of growth where he has it, but he also deep down kind of believes that this would fix everything if he had ever been able to say this and it wasn't going to. Well, I was just frustrated the whole time because I'm like, the root of this is the mom. And it's like, if only we could solve the cycle at its source. Or Yeah. and yeah. But, like, but, but what I'm saying is, is you're absolutely right, but wh- a few words was not going to fix what was broken. And I, I understand oh, this yeah, is like yeah, his. Yeah. This is him wishing, basically, like Ao yeah, said. Yeah. Um, but again, like it's 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 also it's zero two. Yeah. Like that's no, and that fits zero two exactly. Is yeah. it's the it, it's closure for him, whether it's realistic or not. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, I I'd like to believe that from what we see of Louis, he knows that it's just something he had to do, and it's good enough because that's all he can have at this point. And it doesn't matter whether yeah. he believes it's realistic or not. Yeah. He needs to do it this way yeah. instead. Yeah. So then we see Louis inside with his mom. Theoretically, no one should be there if such an egg appears. It's older Louis. And Ukoman cracks open. He needs nothing. He has no wish to nothing. Ukoman knew Louis would say that. And he points out, Louis isn't little like that anymore. He doesn't need that kind of help anymore. Yeah. And we get growth from Ukuman. Ukuman thought he was making him happy, that it's what he thought he was supposed to do. He understands he was wrong, and he didn't... He was not aware enough to understand that seeing someone smiling isn't always enough. Sometimes a smile is just a smile. He didn't understand. And they talk about it. They talk to each other, which is what should happen. It's human. That's the, that's I I do find it hard to believe that Louis doesn't actually like hamburger steak when his mom well, is going to make it. Yeah, that, that's where thing. that's where I feel like it was a scripting um, like shortcut. They just mean like it wasn't like necessarily the favorite thing that he absolutely wants. I didn't necessarily take it as hating. That's I, the thing your mom gives I, you when she's trying to make up for something. I t- I took it as him giving Ukoman some shit. Honestly, I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, they <laughs> they talk, and this is where it feels very much like Zero Two. It's them sitting there talking and learning. They shake hands, which again goes back to Zero Two, and that's something that was important in Zero Two. Although I don't think many people remember that anymore, do they? That like it started off with that handshake, or was I the only person who ever cared about that? I had forgotten about it. Until it didn't register anything oh, okay. with me. Yeah, because I, I first okay, thought I first I first thought of it when Vimon and Davis did it in the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's when they met. Nice to yes. meet you. I nice to meet you, Davis. I'm Vimon. Give me a handshake, or I'm gonna fuck off and do something else. Um, 
I'm gonna go find Rio. And Is then, <laughs> and then, like, you know, they will meet again. But Louis has something to do first. Falls out of the giant Ukumon, caught by Impurjabot. Everyone's like, it didn't work. It did. It's just mm. this is something that started that can't be. They have to stop it. Yeah, there is a mandatory action sequence. Yes. So we get to see <laughs> fighter <laughs> fighter mode, Sylphie mode, Shakumon fighting around town. Looks great. We get to see. I forgot. I always forget what the um, positron laser. While the J- Japanese, I believe, use Giga Death. Hole right through him, and he burns and falls, and the digi eggs all vanish. All is well, and Yoli very... St- I, like, I understand why Yoli said it. It was felt very odd to have her stop, like, close the laptop, mission complete. Yeah, I, that was like a... That, that felt like a callback that I don't quite remember. I, I'm va- I vaguely do remember something like it happening in Zero Two, but it wasn't... I don't... It was, um... When it's, she's it's holding the a... she's holding the laptop open in Odaiba when they're sending stuff and she but I don't remember it wasn't like important yeah, enough it's, to call it's back. It's not as like it's not a it's not a digigate open. Yeah. And then Tokyo Tower Louis looks at his Digivice. The entire time Ukumon was trying to fix stuff, Digivice shines gold, and we see it's not actually the Digivice, it's the egg. And even Louis points out Ukumon's always thinking of him. Davis muses on, did anything actually change? They see gold light shine up. And this is where I kind of went, that's, again, the end of Zero Two, a million points of light in the sky. And we see the Digivices burn up. So do the D3s. So do all the ones from around the world. And it turns out you didn't need that anyway. And we see it. Not entirely different from how it was in the show. It shined a different way. And we see the light bouncing around the Earth. This time, it, with that new, with the new beginning with Ukumon, Louis wished for nothing. Um, it, so, this t- so the connections are there. The Digivices aren't. Nothing. The only thing that burnt was a thing. Yeah. The connections aren't gone. The bonds aren't gone. Time has not changed. Nothing has been rewritten. Toys burned away. And it's like you don't need your training wheels anymore. Yeah, and the Louis, toys are gone. Got and, and even Louis comments deep down they knew this was what was going to happen. Like whatever happened, they'd be okay. Davis and Vimon hug. They're like friendships invincible. You know the toy doesn't define us. Kari muses a little bit on what they actually were. Godoman points out it might have connected them and made it. And Cody even points out maybe they did have something to do with at first, but who knows if they've actually needed them for a long time. They're training wheels, basically. They and so this is where like I'm like, okay, this is gonna piss a lot of people off just like getting into Zero Two. But this actually makes a lot of sense because the Digivices are a visual thing that had meaning. But that was never the point of why anyone actually gave a shit about these shows. They're, they were toys. The thing that mattered were the relationships. So I'm not sure what you do next in that context. I'm okay with it because it makes sense. And weirdly, it, I didn't realize it completely. I like had an awareness of it until it was pointed out by Taguchi. You don't see Digivices in the epilogue. They found the one thing they could mess with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Super CSA 
dissolving Digivice. <laughs> and the other down and, from the and that's, that's the tie-in project. And, and, you can buy a CSA. You can buy a CSA that'll dissolve after you use it yeah. for a week. And the other, the other weird thing is, is this is not the first time they did this. They did this with the crests, where yeah, the crests yeah, do not. Same. They are things. Um, and then Yoli says goodbye. I, I like Yoli saying goodbye to the D3 because she was the person who at the beginning of season two really wanted something special to happen and like really wanted to jump into the digital world before she even understood what it was. And she also, she and Cody, remember, were the ones who got it before, well before they went in. So they were marching and going up to Izzy going, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. And then they decide Cody will get the last line. It will be deep. And then whacked in the face of the snowball. Yeah. And then. As I, he deserves. Yeah. And there is something very cyclical about the point of Zero Two was always it was the fun one. I was very yeah. happy to see it end with a snowball fight. Yeah, this is the... It's like, for... I said in the spoiler-free review, for a movie that is so starved for... You know, you don't quite get as many big Zero Two moments as you might be hoping for. This one, at the end, really delivers. Yeah. Um, Yoli and Ken muse on finding solutions, and Yoli points out the little, ah, we can do it together. And Ken isn't quite... Ken's very flustered and doesn't seem to be sure what to say to that. And he then, seems into it, though. Yeah, snowballs flying around. Louis gets <laughs> hit in the face, and God bless him. They we get no clarity on what's going on with Louis' eye. Nope, it is closed, and there's a scar. Yes, and the scar is also one of those. This is a clue that it's not actually time travel, because in theory, yeah. that's where you would show him, and his uh, his face is fine. Um, and right. then this. So this is where the Japanese version does it better because there's no awareness of what to do here for the dub um, is the narrator's Hiroki Hirata. Uh, of course. Um, it should have been Duggar Holtz for the dub, I think. Regardless of him not, like, this is the one thing you get him for, I think. Mm. Um, and it's basically him saying, you know, things change, sometimes Things seem right as they are, but change happens. Something loosened a little, and it's moving to a different place than it was. It just seems like the the producers screaming at the audience, stop caring so much about the goddamn epilogue, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the credits roll. I will say, uh, as much as a lot of the the vocal music I was I'm kind of up and down on, Various Colors by Ames fucking amazing oh yeah it was very energetic yes yeah and credits are over and oh movie's not end louis standing in the snow he's happy he looks at the egg and the egg shakes an immediate cut to black a lot of people are like "Ooh, post-credit sequence then it's over it's like oh oh, yeah okay this isn't marvel Yeah. yeah and in fact we've had this exact end scene before just from different yeah. perspectives like this is how try ends yeah. Just with try, we get the audio version of it. Um, I'm very—I was very happy with the movie. There's many, many flaws, and I think it's weird because it feels like there's more to chew on this one than Kizuna, and I have not had the proper time to do that yet, to be quite honest. I don't know if it's a more to chew on. I think Kizuna, there's a lot more to talk about, but I mean, this one still has things to go well, what over, I mean, but they, what seem I, less, they seem less controversial, I guess, as they are in Well, Kizuna. what I mean is, is the stuff here, it's so much more 
focus isn't the right word, but the stuff that is here is bigger in a non-personal way that it feels like I could see my opinion changing over time in a way that it never felt like it would with Kizuna. It might, I guess it probably depends on where they go next. Yeah. And that's, I think that might define this movie a little bit better. And that's where you also get to like Taguchi's interview where he points out in the intro, in the dub intro where he points out for the screening that to a degree, this is building the foundation of whatever comes next. And in his interview, he points out that he may have no involvement with that. Mm-hmm. And where is, which is a huge contrast from Kazuna, which feels like an attempt at closure. Whereas this feels like, okay, we're open up the floodgates. Yeah, and now. This is where you get the double edged title. The beginning is how everything starts. And also that this is very much not an ending. This is the start. This of is the beginning. Else. Yeah. Yeah, and that, so, that so like, like story wise, that story I think that totally fits. Do you maybe this is too much getting into things that are in questions, but like, do you think it's actually practically speaking that they could and would make another zero two movie? Uh, so movie? I I don't know if for very you know, I don't know if it's specifically a zero two movie, but they're not done with the adventure yes, universe. I, they're I not. They can say that confidently yes, now, whereas yes. Kazuna. There seemed to be. It seemed to suggest that it was going to be done. Yeah, the way I would put it is roughly what Ar just said, which is, "Are we going to get more? Almost certainly. Do I expect that we're going to get a big Zero Two movie? I don't think that's in the cards anymore. I think that it. I OVA. I think maybe, that they're part. They are part of a. What they wanted to do. They're a part of a large cast, any of which could be tapped. It, for yes. any reason going forward yeah, exactly. like they could go they could go to louis they could go to any of the original adventure kids any of the um zero two kids they could go to the internationals and do something with them who they, knows they could do one of those x2 scenes from uh J with the clear prison and have manoa sitting in it i i want the i want the buddy yeah. film between louis um Louis Willis and Mako. I want them to just have a movie of just them hanging out and talking. But yeah, this is I we don't know what's coming next or what's coming down the line. I feel like this solidly tells us we aren't done with No, not at all. No. It's just a matter of which, which I like. About, the thing that worries me about like the if there are future projects in the works is how much and this ties into my overall thoughts about the movie too, that like I don't want to blame the movie for it, but I guess I didn't realize until I saw it how much I hoped and had expectations of it following up on questions aspect, oh, especially. So that that's very fair. I think if you go back and check the advertising and other stuff, they absolutely promised none of it. Now oh, there, yeah, there's yeah. there's that, ab- yeah. there's absolutely reasons to think they would, and for that to be the choice, and I can understand why people would be upset by that. But I'm saying anyone can go back and check whatever they want you won't find almost any mention of it minus oh this is a couple years later yeah, yeah i don't i don't think any of it is the fault yeah. of the marketing i think it's just the fact that the questions or like the scenario set up by kizuna is like such a strong no it absolutely is and i i i can't this... I, I i can't speak for for filmmakers i have an idea what they're doing and i and i know I think AR and Dev have largely hit the same conclusion it said in the past. This is showing us that something is changing before things can be fixed. 
Well, I mean, my main point is that, like, I think that it's clear from this movie that, like, they wanted to make something that was accessible without having seen Kizuna. And I guess I worry about the future of, like, can you make another movie that's accessible without Kizuna or this one? And, well, like, I, here's how much the thing. can they build if they for, keep making for, it accessible? For now, the answer is no. Because at some point, you do have to follow. It, 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 it's a writing oddity. You can get away. Every time you pull this trick of it being standalone, when you have something important open-ended, it's less special. It's special now because it's once. Mm. If they do it again, and we're here in three or four years, and they do try to do that trick again, we're all going to be a little more upset each time because it matters less. Um, it, it's sort of why if a character's dead, you want to be subtle about bringing them, if you're going to bring them back temporarily or in a flashback, you have to be very careful about doing it because it's less special every time. Yeah, it's the, the it is, has a very weird relationship with Kazuna. It's, it's almost like it doesn't, we didn't expect it to follow up on anything, but this seems to almost work against some of the messaging that Kazuna has in a very strange way, considering it's the same team doing it. it. It's functionally, I don't know if I said it when we were already live or before it, it is functionally the exact same thing as Tears of the Kingdom. Is That is a direct sequel. It ignores, in its own way, a lot of what happened. There is an explanation for it. Is it a fulfilling explanation for the end results? Not really. But I'm but they, not specifically referring to the, the factual nature. I'm just referring to the no, no, tone, no, the thematic dissonance. No, that's what I'm saying. Is, is because of that, no, that's what I'm saying. Is Regardless of if there's a logic to it that makes sense, you want them to follow up on it. Because if you don't, something feels off. It's unfulfilling. It's f- I find it fulfilling enough for now. My mm-hmm. opi- my opi- my opinion can change a lot for this movie if they do that again. I mean, I I give Tears of the Kingdom more of a pass because, like, you know, they have to change certain gameplay mechanics, which requires a little bit of reversals just for oh, gameplay some, no, reasons. Some but there's no, 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 no gameplay. No, 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 I'm, yeah, no, like no, I'm, I'm talking. I'm is. talking about yeah. the, I'm talking about the world aspect that stuff is just missing. Well, I, I think for, for and Tears there of the is Kingdom, an easily. Forgivable just because it's like the story in Zelda games is always a little bit. See, but but I think that too, yeah. But I think that's where it's less forgivable in that it's framed as a direct sequel. You see time passing for characters and so forth. Yeah. They've given they've given an explanation for it. I just find it unfulfilling, but it's fine enough as long as they don't keep doing it, is my underlying point. Like if they do Zero, like they're not going to do another zero two movie three years from now. But if they do zero to the middling, and they do this again, then there's a bigger problem than it is here. Because at this point, it's only been roughly a hair over a year. I, I think what I think what sort of you're getting at is if we Point didn't football get, on Charlie Brown. No, yes. if we didn't get if we didn't get anything between Kazoon and the epilogue, we can kind of buy it that something yes. happened along the way to get the them more, back. Yes, the more the they more show we us here, then the more we need, we're going to need that filled in. Yes. If it had just been Kazuna and they had said the end, we could go, we know the path of the story, we just don't know the story. The more they show us, at some point, 
I can take what this, I can take the one thing as being this is laying a brick for how it happens. I but think my I, big like my big disconnect with Kazuna is not so much that they don't cover anything. It's almost like it's reversing some of the impacts of the things that we've learned in Kazuna. Like with the destruction of the D3s, does that that should I interpret that to mean that the bonds aren't See, necessarily going to so, expire. So uh, I've seen plenty of people go with this. I'm not sure for a key reason. It was never actually clarified that the Digivice had anything to do with it. The Digivices were showing a counter. We don't know what that... Right. I meant more in a symbolic way. Sy- symbolically. In a mechanical sy- way. I would like to say yes, but it's also we don't know what whoever is in charge next will do. It could yeah, be. I mean, technically, it could, it's like I feel like they set it up so that whoever's in charge next can mecha- decide whatever the mechanics are. Yeah, and it, that, so and this is just I like. So, does anyone really expect a, a point where the zero two kids lose their Digimon? No, no. And I think no. that's part of the point. But that also gets to the weird thing of seeing before we get to questions, um, seeing the way different directors who have worked on the franchise react to this sort of thing. Kakuto very clearly wants it to be his thing. From I think he's passive aggressive about it. Um, but yeah. Um, so Motonaga, when he did try, he kind of hedged on explaining stuff like the ending. He left little bits that someone could pick up on if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But even he, like, it's clear what that noise at the end is supposed to be. And even he says, it's a Christmas gift for Mako. I'll leave it up to your, <laughs> you know, it's, it's up to someone yeah. else if they want yeah. to tell that story. Which they kind of did. Yeah, they did. Um, and Taguchi's being very clear in that, in his mind, maybe he's done. He he doesn't know. And he, he's it feels like he's okay if he walks away letting someone else pick it up. So yeah, I'm very interested to see what comes next and who's in charge of it, because that could get us wildly different. So yeah, it's interesting. Like, what new toys will he try and, and then, throw at us? We're not going to do questions too long because, wow, we've been here a long time. So, every, so people in chat throw questions as we go. Someone wants to uh, – actually, this was a few people. Why hasn't X or Y joined or guested on the podcast? Not available, hasn't asked, or scheduling. Like, yeah. So someone asked about Vandy. Schedule. Someone asked oh, yeah, about – that's a tough one to yeah, work. So- yeah. Yeah. Time zones are in, in, yeah. in fact, in fact, Vandy made some joke about why she wasn't going to be on. And like, oh, someone asked that. She said the response they gave was she's asleep. Um, then someone wanted to know. Look, I'm going to bed at 3 a.m. She's getting up. Yeah. It's 5 a.m. It's 5:30 a.m. Vandy's at 5:30 a.m. And I believe that's own okay in the chat. Yes, the digivices that we see from Kizuna, they did not disappear. They turned into stone. We do not know what's happened to those. We don't know what's happened to the smartphone digivices. The whoever's in charge next could very easily say, "Hey, digivices." That was a them ending in the prior film was a metaphor. They still have the smartphones, and Ty's going to throw a rock at someone. Uh, <laughs> someone said, "Do you think we will get a DVD release sooner than the usual six months? Are there any popular anime that didn't have long releases?" It's possible. I would not expect one soon. Toei likes the long tail if they can deal with it. For example, uh, the first Slam Dunk came out December 2022. It's coming out on home video in Japan next February. I think we would all agree we do not want to wait that long. Yeah. Uh, Someone asked, are me and Onke disappointed we didn't work on the new movie? 
had no expectation I ever would, to be honest. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. Also, you were kind of busy doing other stuff. Yes, but I had never had any... I believe I've said on the podcast a few times when people have asked stuff about it, I have no expectation of working on everything. I Would I have liked to? Of course, but that was never going to happen. Uh, regardless of the odds of this happening, where do you think Digimon Adventure continuity might continue after the latest two movies? I think you have to actually start more solidly on the road to the epilogue. It's the thing they talk about, but and even Taguchi's, Taguchi's even suggested that's why he thinks he might be out, because the closer you get, the less you can wiggle. I mean, you can still do these kind of mostly singular movies, just steering the actual characters just be a little bit closer though. every time. I, I know, but I think that's something that they can still do for a little bit. Yeah, you're not wrong. Favorite scene in the movie? God, there was I, a lot. Um, I like my favorite blowing shit up. Yeah, my my favorite was after they pulled Louie the first time, and the, when they first were introduced to Louie is my favorite scene, just Yoli getting in Davis's face and Hawkmon getting in Louie's face. I like people getting in people's faces in Zero Two context. So, yeah, I don't know yet. I, I My brain keeps jumping to the battle stuff, but like that's not the best scene. It's just really fucking cool. Um, For me, it's definitely the... Ken patting Mormon as he says that they yeah. do a lot. I, I think it's it's pro- for me it's probably a small moment like that that just calls back to something prior. Um, oh, my favorite scene was when Imperial Jermon was flying towards the giant Ukoma. That like, was you know, so he 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 would have like realistically gone there point two seconds, but <laughs> the whole scene with him flying in the animation that was gratuitous. That was I amazing. I've sat yeah, here. I, I think I even wrote it in my review. I'm like, this is the one that I really needed to get a 4K HDR release because I need to see that in the most cartoonish quality possible. What if that actually was point two seconds and they just slow it down for our sakes? Yume. Uh <laughs> It's just one yume. <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite scene, Dev? Uh, the, the Imperial Dramon evolution sequence was just blowing up the. Uh, I was castle. so I was so happy because I like like in my heart I but went. Yes, they it, did the thing. Yeah, in my heart I went. This is going to be shot for shot, but in my head I'm like, you know, they might remove the castle and make it do something else. And when I saw the castle, I was just like, oh, I'm so fucking happy. Die there, castle. There's literally people who worked on season two with me who had not fully seen season two before we worked on it. And the literal question when they found out I had a screener was, does Imperial Jermon blow up the castle? <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. Is okay. Die Castle a new Davis ship that I don't know about? <laughs> Go, Jeff. Bad Jeff. Uh, okay, slightly longer question from Matthias. Was this movie the right O2 story to tell for a casual fan? I still haven't watched it, but I've heard it's basically Rui the movie with the O2 cast of supporting characters. The common denominator a- who went to see the movie, you would assume they were hoping to see a movie about the cast of O2 being the focus. I would say no, because here's the truth. You're only getting so much of a casual fan going to this type of movie. You have yeah. the concern all has although everyone in my theater knew stuff. Yeah. The concern has to be the story and telling the story of the characters and that's where o2 has an issue is is we don't necessarily and we said at the beginning we don't necessarily want to see the story about davis losing you know being unsure and then blah 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 and fixing it it has at the same time at the same time for casual 
Digimon fans, if you're not necessarily going in for the Zero Two characters, this is a very nice standalone movie about yeah. Louie. Yeah. I would say it is both. It's good for the casual fan. Um, they just want to enjoy a movie. But the movie, I felt, did a true reflection of the Zero Two cast. Like, a lot of the anime series by itself was them just kind of talking together as a group and trying to fix an issue by discussing it amongst themselves. So I felt that this was very true to all of their characters, and it did a really good job. Yeah, Maybe not with Cody, but... (laughs) <laughs> I, I think I think Cody's an interesting case because he's I mean they, they've all grown the same ages but Cody was the young one of that group. Okay, my my biggest pressure young from old Cody. Man. Wait, I was, actually how, how old is he canonically in this movie? Can I say this? Uh I want to say he was 17. Yeah, 17, I, 18. Something like that. Okay, well, I 17, 18 is borderline, so I'll say that um, there was a teaser in the opening segment that was revealed early on that was not followed up on. Disappointed. What, him with the okay. shirt off? Yes. But I didn't say that, because he's maybe not 18. <laughs> yeah, well, the... technically he said that he had graduated and was an alumni. Well, no, 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 no. He had, he's not in the club anymore, because a lot of times, especially if you're running the stuff at towards the end, you'd pop out anyways. Yeah, that's a that's a when you're getting yeah. to getting really close to high school graduation. You yeah. sometimes that's the point where you ditch your. Okay, clubs a few people are saying he's nineteen college. and he was seventeen. Some some saying he's seventeen in Kazuna. Uh, the years are two years different. This is more like a year and a half. I don't know if he's nineteen or eighteen. Uh, they say nineteen in the chat, so I'll go with that. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, he he's on the cusp of adult kid. And he's still in that weird zone of, they say he's an adult, but really, they're all still kind of kids to some degree. Um, oh, Mark, did you see the question? I LA think it was so. earlier, but I've lost it. But I think the question was asking, um, like, is this a movie that could have been, like, did it require the year two kids or could have been could have been told with, like... So, I've thought about this, because this is one of the things that they uh, Taguchi said. I actually think it has to be the Zero Two Kids for a key reason. Um... Have any of you, Tarantino talks too much, but have any of you guys read any interviews with him where he talked about, um, what was the one he did in the snow at the cabin? I forgot the name. Oh, um. The Hateful Eight? Is that it? Okay. Um, it, 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 I it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. But it's functionally, you put these eight characters together, you don't know anything about them, and you have to figure out who's going to fuck everything up. And originally, one of the characters was going to be Django from Django Unchained. He decided he can't use Django because the audience understands Django is a moral character, which means that it doesn't work. I think here, the idea is it has to be the Zero Two kids because we understand them in a way. They work in a very different way than a lot of Digimon characters. The Adventure Kids... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, particularly because the Zero Two kids are pretty good to go. Yeah, in like that's ca- kind of their yeah. thing. Like, like, let, like, let's ignore Agumon and Gabumon being gone below. The Adventure Kids, in all their stuff, there is to some degree of a morality play of them figuring out who they are. So you can see Sora running off on her own because she's scared. She doesn't love. You can see Matt 
freaking out and getting in fights because he doesn't quite understand friendship enough. You can't necessarily see Davis do that. You can't, you can see TK punch Ken in the face, but there's a reason for it. And we understand what that underlying point is. Uh, yeah, they're communicating if, with you ma- fists. if you make it a Tamers movie, you end up with, to some degree, the same issues. It has to be the Zero Two kids because the framing of them in Zero Two makes them much more specific. In the sense of, if you watch a sitcom, if you watch Friends, Chandler one week's going to be Chandler the next week. Even if the character changes, that's the character. You need that for the story because they are going to sit and listen to the kid. And even if they doubt him, there does you don't get the story beat of, okay, then the kid has to run away because he's not sure they believe him. Is For him to reach that point with Ukumon and have that honest conversation, he has to see them with their Digimon and him understanding that, oh, I was wrong. I, I think it has to be the Zero Two kids for that reason. Is these characters, even by the end of Zero Two, their drama was them kind of being one brain celled like they do stupid yeah. shit. Yeah. But there's the no... only other, the only other season I'd be kind of interested in getting a reaction, uh, getting, figuring out the, how they play this would be frontier. Like those, might, those kids might have a really weird. Yeah. No, take absolutely. On this. But I, th- I actually, I actually got a, a question on Tumblr about how would I envision the other kids handling this situation from other seasons and I'm really struggling with the that me- one. The message it chats the best whenever it ha so basically the O2 kids are not a mess. They are a mess. They're just a very, they're a different type of mess. They're but a different kind they're a mess they're, only yeah, they're only a mess when they're all together. But yes, I legitimately believe that in the <laughs> framing the movie has, and that's key because you could change stuff, but as it is, it has to be the O2 kids because he has to see Davis, he has to see Ken. You have to see them with their Digimon and their and he even says it at the end. They knew that no matter what happened, it would be okay. I don't necessarily see that end result with Ty or with Matt or it's with Rika. In, and in, because in most of the other seasons it does not end okay. Yeah. Zero two is one of the rare ones that does. Yeah. So I, I think it had to be them because that's their story they had. Um, the reboot kids actually might have a an interesting spin on this. That's another one that might be that 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 is, that is an interest that is an interesting one. I feel like if the reboot kids pop up again, it's just going to be oh, it's a year later, and here's a story, and they don't really clarify it's the reboot. It's just the thing. Yeah, I feel like the thing that the reboot kids have in common in this aspect is that like things slide off their backs. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But like, it feels earned in Zero Two, where it doesn't quite. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. They're all um, horrible geeks. Someone said, uh, but, but, "Do we know what happened to the other Digimon Adventure partners? They didn't see much of it. No, there's no nope. specific. For all we know, Tentomon is flying right off camera. We absolutely know nothing. Yeah. Now, the Kazuna Ill- creates creates Kazuna creates implications, but nothing is yeah, confirmed. Exactly. Uh, trying to think of it since they saw yesterday. Do they feel? Do we feel like it's a natural, uh, a natural evolution from Kizuna Triotun Adventure? I think it. I mean, they think it does. I think it does. To be honest, the way it moves along, I think it actually does. Yeah, fit. it mostly does. Absolutely, from zero to following up adventure and try. Sure, Kizuna's the weird one, but it's still 
kind of mostly goes along as a follow-up to it. I feel like it it's so contrasting. Like it's it's like the like the core vibe and message and like mm-hmm. feeling it feels so different from Keys and I feel like it doesn't quite, but also I don't really I don't think I want a evolution Repeat. that feels so linear. Yeah. Yeah, you so. can't the yeah, the the you're absolutely right about that. The it's just you it's really hard to go from try to this without something in between it, especially when, especially when you're dealing with I'm the first Digidestin conversation like that doesn't hold as much. It, that's a little harder to reconcile coming right after try as opposed to right after Kazuna where, okay, they're messing with stuff. So this was a we, good, we this, get it. this is a good comment in chat. They say the O2 ending was an adventure ending also. That's true, but adventure has its own ending that in context is the end. Now, adventure I, I, ends now, with the kids saying goodbye to their partners. Yeah, now, to be clear, everyone knew there was a new season and those characters were going to be in it, but in context to what that season is, that ending is a goodbye. Mm-hmm. Now, it's you can argue it's a cheap one because they knew that a week, where was it? Two weeks later, I don't remember. It was continuing, but for the end of that story, it is not a happy. It's a happy goodbye. It's not a happy ending. They clearly animated zero two in those two weeks in between, one or two weeks in between. Like they decided after. Clearly, come on. Uh, just like yeah, just like the series, just like Adventure was supposed to end after thirteen episodes. Yeah, it did. There's nothing after thirteen episodes. <laughs> so we all know the O2 movies left even more questions that will hopefully be answered probably within the next 25 years. But what were the biggest unanswered uh-huh. things that left us confused? Theirs was Ukuman's connection to being a higher power or whatever. Um, I feel like... It's... There's a lot of higher powers in Digimon. It yeah, could be there so, are. one of half a dozen. So I, I, this is an interesting one because I wasn't confused no. by that because there's enough contextual clues and it's pretty clear that it doesn't matter for purposes of this story. I'm not confused. I'm curious. Yes. That's about way, this. That is the way I would put it. There's nothing here. You need to know that makes the story work better. There's stuff that matters, but does not like, here's the thing. If they go, okay, it's homeostasis. That has no actual effect on the story. Minus solidifying that f- no matter what connection Ukuman had to it, homeostasis didn't actually lie. They just left out details, which, lie of omission and all that, Which, but nothing changes, or has changed, yeah. or matters. And homeostasis clearly is good at leaving out details. Yes. It's definitely done that before. Now, yes. the, thing that, the thing that I'm kind of mostly confused about is why Ukoman either didn't or was unable to deliver on bringing any of the other okay, so, Digidestined to so Louis' birthday there, party. There's, there's actually a solid answer for this. There's so, many solid no, answers no, 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 for no, that, I, but so I, I want to know you, which one okay, it is. Do you, do you want a good answer or do you want, well, according to the lore? I mean, no. I'm, this is again, like there's a whole bunch of possibilities. Okay, I, just, I will mix them together then. Okay. Let's just that they all have implications. Just, okay. Let, let, let us, let us mix lore with fulfilling answer. The fulfilling answer is Ukuman doesn't really know what it's doing. And it's just, trying desperately to make this kid this unhappy kid happy and that's what matters it doesn't matter what ukuman can or can't do it's just doing whatever it can the lore answer is is uh there may only actually be one or two kids with a digimon at this time 
Because okay, so if you it, no, I'm saying uh, yes. The problem is, is one of them is very likely to flip out and murder them, and the other one is the jackass who travels through time. It's and also Willis is there. Yeah, like that's certainly all possible. No, but that's what it's, I'm saying is, is it, like, yeah. Like, yeah, if you go through the quote-unquote lore of who could actually have a Digimon right now, it's actually only like two or three people and. There's already story stuff being dealt with that makes them unfulfilling to bring. And also, oh, I know, I, I, yeah, I, that all makes sense yeah. to me. I'm yeah. just, it's, it's kind but, of, but it's yeah, really but yes, there, but yes, there, there is a question. And but, depending on what the answer is, carries a few different in- implications about what Ukuman's power actually there, is. There is an act, the actual lore explanation is, is there's very few kids who would have a Digimon here, and the movie is not prepared to give us solidities with Ukuman because yeah, no, that, I, that, ruins, oh, I, that ruins the magic. Oh, no, I understand all that. It's but, just, like, functionally, it does create an interesting void. The, o- the, o- the only kids who technically you can bring up with no problem at the moment, I believe, are Mako, Manoa, Wallace, and if you can grab his bitch-ass traveling through Rio. time, Rio. <laughs> Look, here's the, here's the problem. Then Mekuman will beat up Millennium on, and we can this mock is, we can mock him some is, more. This is the setup for that buddy film I want. Yeah. Uh, okay. But no, it would have been awesome if he just like here meet Manoa. Okay. Here, here's a good one. It's a good one that was asked in an honest way that is not like a lot of people have asked this in not here but elsewhere in bad faith. Is Tri still in part continuity? Some people are saying that due to the DigiNavi timeline. DigiNavi timeline was everyone like who's putting that up is doing it in bad faith because the prior screen is literally here's what you should know before you see the new movie. As we've established many times, the O2 kids do not really have a part to play in try. So try does not really have a try has a few thematic moments and things here. It does not matter for this movie. It counts as much as anything else counts. That's why you have Mako in the last movie. I do think, though, that it is a little weird. How long in universe did Try take place? Like, how many months was it ever clear? I Just, think no, it was like half. They weren't specific, but the, the, you like could te- you could tell from the period. But yeah, it was a few months. Yeah, but two like, three months, I think. These kids all disappeared. Uh, it, month and so it, no it 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 actually does come up. It's just translated really poorly. Functionally, they're told by people they trust that the kids are okay. Well, what I just mean is that, like, I feel like if I disappeared for a couple months, it would inform me going forward <laughs> instead of just like, oh, it doesn't matter. I wasn't I mean, there. I mean, if it helps, we can just say that TK and Kari have autism. <laughs> I, I have autism, and there's times when if something's not in front of my face, I will legitimately f- not forget it exists, but I literally will focus on something else. Don't don't yeah, look, don't look at don't look at me. I already wrote a fanfic about them reconciling their absence with everything. Yeah. And strangely, I wrote it after move after try part two when it still holds up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I have no real issue with that with the framing given in try. It would have been more fulfilling to have the zero two kids, but they're not there for obvious reasons. It's kind of I think that whatever reconciling they had to do, and I agree, they probably had to do probably happened a while ago and they're kind of over it by now yeah that's the other thing you have to remember this isn't exactly super close to try timeline wise anyways yeah like i said i think i think we get a little bit of continuity i think we have a little bit of 
post-Tricari in this movie, but even that's kind of an interpretation yeah. and not anything you can rely on. Yeah. I mean, cynically, I feel like Tri was made, assuming you had seen Adventure and not Zero, you didn't need to well, see no, Zero 2. So, yes, no, you needed to see you, Zero You absolutely had to, except the actual... So it's interesting. Um, we'll, we'll go over this quick and then get back to questions and finish up. Try is a sequel to Adventure. It's not a sequel to Zero Two. It has plenty of Zero Two stuff in it, but it is built specifically as a sequel to Adventure to such a degree that if you have not seen Zero Two, you don't realize more adventures took place in between because it starts Try at the same end moment that Adventure had. But, it's like we want to focus if, on these characters. But there's a, fuck the rest but yeah, of the kids. if you did not watch Zero Two, you do lose stuff in Try. To say nothing yeah, of the oh, fact yeah. that the Digimon Emperor is fucking running around, and you really—I mean, I, I, it's mostly the characterization that, yeah. like, this is clearly a post Zero Two like tie and me, right. especially. You definitely lose stuff, but like, it's watchable, and like, but, I feel like it's kind but, of clear that. Yeah. But also with Kizuna that you didn't need to see try, and with with this one you didn't need to see mm, Kizuna or try. So it's like Ki- Ki- I, I I agree with that. Kizuna I some Even rich isn't Kizuna I yeah that definite here this is a sequel to Zero Two. If you've seen Kizuna, it enriches it. If you haven't, it is a it is Zero Two years later, and that is functionally how it should work to a degree. It does hit the point like we said earlier where. They have to actually start to deal with stuff. I'm perfectly happy with the one zero two movie we're ever going to get for sure being a zero two story. I'm very happy with that. Just getting our Digimon adventure cinematic universe over here. Yeah. Uh, if I've missed questions in the chat, feel free to throw them up again. It just means actually miss them. Actually, I, the next question we technically just answered, which was the film worked as a good one-off, but do you think the lack of more outright connections to prior O one and O two stuff hurt it? I feel like we actually just covered that. Kind of, so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm good with that. Uh, when the film comes out on home video, you're going to get it, and will it be special if you have them? Uh, outside of any unreasonable editions, I will get the nicest version from Japan and the nicest version here. Oh, yeah. I would like to own a version without watermarks. Steelbook! You don't like the giant toy animation watermark of the screener? Not how I'd want to watch it with uh, with family. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I as long as the... I will get the nicest version outside of like, oh, and it has a $300 statue. Um, do you think there could have been a benefit to having the Zero Two kids in the movie more? Yes, but that's where you start to balloon the runtime, and I think the movie works rather well being kind of it's, breezy. This movie doesn't work with a weird, silly subplot. The way Kazuna had. And functionally, this is functionally taking Try and smushing it to an hour and a half. If you want the more character moments, then you can't complain that Try was six movies long. Uh, let's see, chat questions. Uh, the third audio drama is out now in Japan. It's just a matter of people getting tickets and getting it. Any specific O2 character stuff from the film you liked, and what about continuity callbacks? I feel like we've cover this decently but is there anything extra you guys want to point out i just like yoli in general like she didn't yeah, she, contribute a whole lot of material things to the movie it, but her just being in there and being a foil to to davis was nice yeah uh 
So we we kind of said this earlier. The question was, are you surprised the dub kept Hikari Gioka and had Yoli say bingo instead of perfecto? I feel like it only counts as quote-unquote kept if it's done with intent. And here, it very solidly just felt like the writer was not aware and was not given the information. Also, I'm not sure perfecto as... would have fit in that moment, though. To be honest, yeah, I think th- I only counted one bingo, and that wasn't a, that wasn't so much a catchphrase yeah. bingo as in a "you are correct." See, bingo. see, th- this is this is where like with the question before, do you wish you would have? Are you disappointed you didn't work on it? Yes, because I would have gotten in a perfecto or two. Yeah, there's there were places you probably yeah. couldn't throw but, one in, but, but yeah, they didn't. But they didn't necessarily. Were, I don't think they threw in any other bingos other than the one. No, it was just the one. It was just that one bingo. Yeah. One. But yeah, it, I, I was definitely surprised when I first heard Hikari Gilka. But once I heard that, my brain kind of goes, "Okay, it's plotted in such a way that whoever did the final pass does not know." Mm-hmm. And, and they I, missed some. They missed some of the uh, yes. attack names and, too. And I believe the person who wrote it was in charge of a good number of O2 episodes after Nimoy left that had the same issue, where certain things were matching up with the Japanese version rather than the dub because it wasn't something written down. That so like um, The dub was four years later. The, at one point, the dub in those episodes refers to it as three years later because they're just tra- they're translating and just pumping it up a bit. So I, I doesn't feel like that was done with any intent rather than just, yeah. Do you think we will see more O2 stuff? Stuff, yes. Big budget movie, There's probably so not. Stuff. Yeah. But yes, stuff, yes. Uh, movie. As much as I would like to see more O2 movies, I honestly don't feel like it happens. I mean, I've the box office information's better than I expected, but it's also very clearly not adventure. Hopefully we get like OAVs or something, yeah. if those are still a thing. They sometimes are. It, there's definitely stuff you can do with the O2 kids, and I would really hope to see them, because I, I really love all of them, to be honest. Yeah. Give us those little uh, five-minute shorts. Yes. Okay. Uh, be- Kickstart that shit. Okay, before we... F- let's check last questions. Uh, any possibility of additional screens in the U.S. or for the opening from Taguchi to be uploaded somewhere? Okay, so the Taguchi opening. Fathom often demands exclusive crap for their stuff. Most of the time, those do not make it to disc because they just don't. Um, I attempt. I, I literally contacted PR people to see if I could get a copy, just so I could better reference it during this, and they do not have it to give. Um, my expectation is we will never see that again. If we're lucky, it will end up on a disc. Uh, additional screenings in the U.S. Fathom sometimes will redo screenings. It's not a guarantee. Um I would keep an eye out if you're in the U.S. And, of course, there's screenings in other countries. We There's no news yet for Canada or the U.K. Uh, Give them three years. Con- convention screenings would seem likely. I don't know if I would expect it before a home video release, though. Uh, keep an eye on local theater, uh, th- local conventions, though. Please bring stuff to KatsuCon. Oh, I feel bad for answering this question already. The question is, when do we expect the audio dramas to be officially released, if ever? Uh, so, 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 so there's, there's, there's two answers here. The first is never. Answer, yeah. answer two is, is if there's a deluxe version on Blu-ray, I would not be shocked if they're there on a CD. I would hope mm-hmm. they would be. Uh, not in the American release, though. Oh no, absolutely. 
wait, did that say American? Wait. Uh, I, oh, no, no, no. I, I just no, assumed no. it was American. It, okay. I was no. assuming some place that they could access okay, le- no. legally. I thought the question mentioned translated. Uh, no, no, no. It just says, when do we expect the audio dramas to be... So they have been oh, officially okay. released. They're just not easily accessible. Here's if... Like if they're on a disc, yeah, you'll you get the CD. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. worth pointing out. Okay. I don't believe that any audio drama of Digimon has ever been officially released in any capacity in English. None. I tried. Keep circulating the tapes. No, I no no. I mean, I tried to get us that officially. I got Derek Stephen Prince to read one once. Uh, <laughs> that's because he's great and we love him. Yes. Unfortunately, it was on Twitch, oh, so it okay, doesn't okay. exist anymore. Okay the, que- okay, the question about the o- the Moro 2 stuff is apparently from someone in chat they met. Would it be possible to see the kids again? Not necessarily like them getting their own movie. I expect we will oh, see. Oh, yeah, them. yeah. Yes, that's... Yes. I uh, hope so. Okay. We, we, all t- we all took that question too literally, I guess. Um, but yeah. Okay, so uh, that is it for chat. Uh, questions. So first, AR, what have you been up to? Outside of this very, very tiring. Uh, I've been writing other stuff, but uh, I did, like I said, I did get a Tumblr question about uh, the about other season kids in this scenario, which I do kind of want to tackle because it's a really interesting scenario. So I'll I'll keep keep an eye on my Tumblr for that. Um, I'm all put in the chat my uh, blog post for spoilers that kind of say the same thing we just talked about. Okay. Okay. Anything you want to talk about outside of sleep? No, not really. You'll find me on Twitter. You'll find me on Discord. <laughs> Prayer circle for our Eastern Time Zone guests. Rest in peace is us. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, you're here. You're talking about a movie. You have, theoretically, a Digimon podcast. What you, can... You, what? You, you might also be awake, because it's only 10 o'clock. <laughs> can, can they expect a podigis based on Yawn movie? Yes, I I just can't give a date or a time, but there will be one hopefully soon. That's um, fun, Je- Jeff. I have to be honest. I completely understand. That's far less ambitious than what you told me a week or two ago. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I Jeff, didn't realize how busy I would be. Yeah, I remember when me and Jeff were talking. He was ambitious. He's like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a non-spoiler review to let people know." Uh, it was a very ambitious. I'm like in my head. I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna have the energy for that, but I will. Hold out hope and or mock. Uh, it's yeah. I understand. I had after work at five o'clock. I had two meetings before this Ooh. podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was finishing up a show and mostly finished at this point. Uh, but yeah, aside from the podcast, um, if you're into, I guess that most of my energy and focus has been on the Digimon TCG and One Piece card game recently. So um, if you're into those, I make infographics with matchup win rates that that, that sounds much better than i was going to say you make charts yeah make make charts <laughs> I, I will say this i like the visuals you've done for the cards on that site oh yeah i also maintain a database of cards cards.net <laughs> for digital cards how are, <laughs> well, okay jeff, jeff how are you going to handle the title of that card <laughs> Oh, uh, oh god, oh god! I'm scared, actually. <laughs> yeah, because okay. that should that should update tonight automatically. And oh it, um, god, okay. Yeah. Be- before the, the... Be- before we finish up, did you guys see this card that went up last night? No. Sec- I'm, pu- I'm no. putting I'm putting this in the chat. Yeah, it's the I'll name put it in the of the. Also. Look at the name. Team? 
What the fuck? This is the oh, first time Jesus. I've used that. Okay, okay, okay. Now, the name is almost as long okay, as wait, the script. Now, so the way they do police divisions, you often say every division. So the card name is Metropolitan Police Department, Community Safety Bureau, Cyber Crime Division, Investigation Unit 11, the Digimon Crime Response Team. Because each one of those is a subgroup of the one before it. So the name is literally the full name of the fucking thing. When I wrote the article, I just put Digimon Crime Response Team. Just, I, just you should just change it to just just change it to Brooklyn Nine Nine and call it a day. Yeah, the, just make it's yeah, called Digipopo. Okay, Jeff, if that breaks something on the site, please take a screenshot before you fix yeah, it. I just want to see what happens here. I'm definitely gonna send you a screenshot because the way I do it is basically just it. However long the name is, it squashes it horizontally to fit in a certain amount of space. Okay, so okay, like, okay, okay. 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 If, if, if this is something you manually fix, please take a screenshot first to show us okay. because yeah. I well. saw this name and. One of, first, it was when I tried to tweet the full name, it almost broke the fucking tweet limit. So I just, I, this almost feels like trolling this name, to be honest. Um, so I, can I mean, it's, it's speakers. Dev, you know what time it is. What Wikimon article would you like people to read? Uh, firstly, the one that has to refer to sleep, which is what I want so badly, but. Look at Numemon, because that is what my face is full of. Yeah. <laughs> I can be found with the will as always on Discord, Reddit, Twitter, here on YouTube. Uh, opened up a blue sky and dragged a few people along. I Oh yeah. I, blue sky I believe too. like I, I believe like half of the invites have gone out from Digimon people you can chain to me in some way. And I don't post any Digimon stuff there. Um very long show. We appreciate basically the entire audience still here for the live show. I need to work on getting this up and then go rest. You absolute masochists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for the, uh, especially some, me, me and Jeff are like, ah, it's 10. That's not so bad. Meanwhile, like for own it's like 1 a.m. 1 a.m. I, I, yeah. I had to do a sh- I remember that I had to do a show from the Eastern time zone once and it nearly killed me. Like yeah. it was, who suffers the most. I don't, so, I don't know how you do it every time, Dev. To be fair. I think last time we did this at noon, I think for Kazuna, we did this on like a Saturday at noon. Right. Um, I meant the, the time in Washington when I was in Washington. Yeah. I just suffer. See, it's, it's, fine. it's probably easier for Dev sometimes because if she gets random messages from me in the middle of the night, she's just a sleeper can ignore them. So I think she'd like to get to pretty soon. Yeah. So, so wrap this up. So normal episode next week, going over news and whatnot. No special guests. We will catch you guys all next time with the three of us. So thanks everyone for showing up. Enjoy the movie. If you haven't seen it, let us know what you think you have. Bye. 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 Bye.